Hey ladies and gentlemen, it's Sleeper Kid. Uh, today is June 26, 2017, and you are about to listen to the newest episode of Wrestling with Fetish. Uh, this time around we have my friend uh, Rick Percy from Arizona, who runs femwrestlingrooms.com. Uh, he sat down with me uh, a couple nights ago and we had a really amazing and insightful uh, talk about uh, his own, um, I guess, personal uh, growth and, and uh, entrance into this whole world of, of uh, female combat. Um, very frank and honest stuff and also some really really funny shit uh, you guys are gonna dig it so uh, without further ado uh, I present the next episode enjoy hey guys welcome back to wrestling with fetish today is June 23rd 2017 and it is uh, my great honor to be joined all the way from Phoenix Arizona after a uh, particularly long flight I'm sure uh, Rick Percy who runs femwrestlingrooms.com um, a lot of you guys who explore other kinds of fetishes that are not combat related may not know what that is um, but those of you who know my work definitely know uh, Rick's work he does an amazing job at his site um, with very innovative and fun female uh, and mixed wrestling material and you also do fetish as well because you get a lot of custom work going through um, welcome thank you all right that's all I'm gonna let you say for the entire episode <laughs> um, but we want to um, <clears throat> we did a podcast with you it was, I think the episode was just called Arizona we did an interview with uh, Becky LeSabre in your backyard and then we did one in the back of a car when we were driving back from a wine tasting um, but um, I think uh, we talked about fleshing out your origin story a bit more because it's to people like myself and to, to people who are listening who have these desires and fetishes and, and you know likes and dislikes in, in the world of fetish and like female combat and mixed combat. Uh, it's interesting to hear where all this starts from. So um, do you want to go ahead and kind of give us a kind of a revised or I guess yeah. uncut version of the, the origin story? Yeah. And I'll preface before we start that... Uh or before I get too started into this, that even I don't really still know 100% of what what tripped my trigger yeah. way back then. But, uh, uh, you know, the best I can do is, and I, I'm kind of enjoying looking forward to doing this because it'll help to, it might help me to kind of come to terms a little better. Uh, but I will say that with my website, everything is on the up and up. It's all very respectful because I'm an old guy. And hey. these are young, pretty little, you know, models and stuff and talented women that, you know, I don't bring all of this into the work environment. Let's put it that way. No, of course. Anyway, mm. so where I started, I didn't actually start my website doing it until 10 years ago. Um, and so I've got, you know, I'm 59 on Sunday. Uh, and I just uh, got a lot of years prior to that before I ever... And you are you are here for work. your this is your birthday weekend. Yes. So yes. thank you for thank you for honoring us with uh, with your My age. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> so I uh, but anyway yeah it, it I, I touched a little bit on this when we were driving uh, early back year whenever mm-hmm. and I remember the very first connection I had to wrestling was I lived in Pittsburgh. It was before any of my traveling with the circus or the f- interesting things that I did in my life ever began. I was just a normal little kid in elementary school, and and uh, my f- my father was a minister, so we kind of had to be the perfect little children and, and all this and that. Um, but back in those days, this would be 
early 60s, mid 60s, mm-hmm. the everybody had a TV because TVs were cheap and you all had these little tiny black and white TVs all over the place. And um, so we all had one in our rooms. And I had my own room and I remember having a little TV. And one day on a Sunday, I happened to be flicking channels and there was pro wrestling. And now back in the 60s and in Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh was kind of the hub of pro wrestling back in those days. They were in dark, dank, tiny studios with the wrestling ring. And if anybody remembers those old pictures of the little old ladies with their horn-rimmed glasses sitting in the front row, screaming and yelling at the wrestlers, and it was always part of the fun of the whole thing. Yeah. Um, and it was smoke-filled because everybody smoked cigarettes in those buildings, and it was just dark and dank. But we're talking Bruno Sammartino, who yeah. was like the... the, the big guy at that, at that time and I remember turning on one morning after church and I'm watching this and I'm going it's always after church whoa that's kind of weird and I'm a, I'm a little kid I was way you know I was, we're talking six yeah. years old seven years old and I thought that's really cool and there's these guys in underwear running around in the ring in front of all these people that are screaming at them to me it was kind of like dark kind of stuff you don't want to tell anybody you're looking at. Mm-hmm. It just didn't seem right as a little kid, especially considering my background, or my, my family situation. So I didn't tell anybody that I was watching that, but I thought it was kind of cool. Yeah. In a, in talked about another model talking about how it was kind of that public humiliation or embarrassment thing. Yeah, yeah. I kind of thought like, maybe these guys in their these little tiny speedos or something, maybe they're embarrassed up there. They should be. <laughs> they're up there, you know, throwing each other around and touching each other's bodies and doing these holds and things. Um, and to me, it was kind of, that's what made it so kind of dark. It's very taboo. Dangerous. Yeah. Taboo, taboo, great word. Um, and so that was where it was. So I'm, I remembered uh, when nobody was there, my door was closed. I would strip down to my underwear as a little kid, and I'd pretend like I was a wrestler. <laughs> you know? yeah. um, we also did it as Superman. You know, put a, a sheet over your, you know, put a cape, make a cape, and be a Superman too. But still, it was just kind of, it was all that thing. So in a way, in reality, I always kind of had a little bit of a speedo fetish. You know, all of them still do, I guess, to this day. Yeah. Um, anyway, so that was the beginning of it, but it wasn't sexual. It wasn't anything. Like didn't change me, but I just didn't. Yeah, but you were too young for it to be. Yeah, I mean, way too young. for It was just more like I think, from the way you describe it, it was just really. It was kind of exciting to to be able to see this, and and you know, the fact that you didn't tell anybody about it also lends to the whole like, oh, I'm getting away with with checking this out. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) and uh, so it wasn't like I was, you know, yeah. I don't know where there's a gray area from there Mm -hmm. that goes on. Well, you were, um, you were a kid, so you experienced your childhood. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, I do know, and here I'm going to get a little bit into the depths of That's the weirdness of the world, so please, everybody, I'm still a nice guy, but um, <laughs> I remember, does anybody remember their first orgasm? Are you asking me right now? Um, I don't, mine was uh, interesting because it was like, it, it was, yeah, I didn't. No one like t- teaches you or taught anybody how to, you know, masturbate when you're. At least in my household, it was one of those things. Like I didn't get that birds and the bees talk. Mm-hmm. So it was one of those yeah. things. Like I remember yeah, I was specifically, <laughs> I woke up in the middle of the night, and I just felt. I mean, I was. I don't know. I was like twelve. 
or 13. At the, the age you're supposed to kind of like develop in that way. And remember, I woke up feeling something I'd never felt before, and I kept trying to shift and go back to bed. And the more I moved in the bed, <laughs> the more there was that, that friction of like, whoa, hey, that feels nice, you know? And then, um, and then lo and behold, within like, you know, a couple of minutes, I was, I was like, well, that felt fantastic, whatever that was, and now I can go to sleep. <laughs> Okay. That was about it, yeah. Well, mine was out of fear. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's a strange thing. Um, well, she used to turn that around on me. That was. <laughs> I know. Thank you. Thank you. I'm good at this. I'm good at this. God damn, that was okay. Yeah. Bring me another beer. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> what happened was my father was pretty oppressive, mm-hmm. and we went. I went to a school, that, a little elementary school, that was a long distance from our home, which was on the top of a hill in the middle of nowhere, Pittsburgh, depths of the mountains around Pittsburgh. Um, if I missed the bus, my father would have to drive and pick me up. And if you pissed off my dad, you got in a lot of trouble and it was very not not happy. So there was always that fear of missing the bus. And this is kind of weird. It has nothing to do with the wrestling thing. No. But it ties in, I think, later on. This is These are all little thoughts that go through my head about why I dig this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I remember I had gotten to the bus and then remembered I forgot my book bag or whatever we had back in those days. So I went running like crazy back to my locker and I got my stuff and I'm running. And there was that friction of running and I guess I was so worried and scared that I must have got a little excited hmm. out of fear uh, that I was going to miss the bus. Yeah. And I remember that feeling of orgasm mm-hmm. uh, so it was based on you know the excite the yeah whatever happened the body friction you know, the body friction the running and the, like that. yeah and and that was my first well but I had no clue what it was at that point you know sixth grade so who knew it, when I finally did start experimenting in bed like you did mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know then I was like that's what that was <laughs> you know and so it was okay but then other things happened, like we lived in the country, so it was kids did weird things where they would actually have <laughs> fist fights out in a cornfield for fun, or who was the toughest, you know. And so all these high school kids, and my brother was one of them, uh, would have fist fights out in the in like literally in the corn, like a, yeah, almost like a together like yeah. a fight club yeah, yeah like a fight club exactly. Mm-hmm. Now here I am, still just a little kid, and I was brought along to watch. It's not right. It's by all means, it's not right. Yeah, but you have no control um, over that. No control over it. <clears throat> um, but it was freaky to me in a in a, a scary kind of interesting way. Now I was never forced to fight, and I never could fight, and I still to this day yeah. I can't. Not into real um, violence. No, not at all. Um, but watching them was just another freaky, scary thing. That there's violence in the world that's so debased and so like so, you know, rough. Um, nobody died and there was no broken bones or anything but you'd get a little bloody lip here or there or whatever but uh, uh, but to me it was like this is weird and and so then you know as life progressed you're thinking this is all kind of a guy thing the men wrestling the, the guys fist fighting and and 
But then there was, I think there was one time, and this is just coming up as I'm talking to you right now, so pardon me for being Oh, I'm sitting back and just here. listening. <laughs> I remember an art, we went to an art exhibit <laughs> somewhere, and and there was a painting. It wasn't, uh, um, who was the, f- oh gosh, okay, I'm not going to go there. I can't remember names, I'm very bad. Mm-hmm. But, oh, I almost had it. Um what kind of painting was it? Uh, you know where it's all always the like the little kids and the painter and you know the old oh, Norman Rockwell. Norman Rockwell, thank yeah, you very yeah. much. So it was on that line. It wasn't a Norman Rockwell painting, but it was on that where there were two little boys fighting in a field, mm-hmm. and one of them had lost, and the other one, and everybody is like cheering on the winner, and there's this poor little boy that's all bloody and stuff, or you know, black and white painting. Um, but to me, that was like that poor kid, you know. Yeah. Um, but it was like a stirring again down below um like i don't know why like it seemed suddenly i think it was pulling in on the innocent versus the you know the the bad yeah the good versus evil kind of thing um and then and then it progressed and i mean it didn't really go it's just like little things that all kind of connect i think after a while um one day I think I uh, try. See, I can't connect at all, but I do know that there was a little girl in when I was just starting out in my circus years. Yeah, I was I was maybe about ten years old, and we went off, and there was a girl that was my age that was the typical farm girl, you know, farmer's daughter with the cut-off jeans, the Daisy Dukes, and yeah, the yeah. long blonde hair, and she's a little tiny girl, and I'm a little tiny boy, and and we were buddies and we were friends, but she started talking about how she got in a fight at school. And we were just out and standing by a tree talking and 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 that was like what you know girls girls don't do girls this. don't fight I was raised to believe that you know there was the fairer sex you know the sugar and spice and everything nice and all that stuff and it was way back then and and here's this Telling cute little girl talking about this and I'm like, what what and she's just nothing more than you know so this girl uh, punched me in the belly. And it hurt, and she like did a reaction, like, mm-hmm. it, like getting punched in the belly, and and oh, I couldn't believe it. It hurt so much getting punched in the belly. So then I punched her in the face, <laughs> and that was the end of it. And I'm like, I didn't say anything. It was like I just went off on my own after we got done having yeah, fun, yeah, and yeah. playing, and but that stuck with me too. So there was suddenly I'm finding out that girls are doing can be you know you know someone gets hurt and it's not right, but it's happening it's another taboo yeah it's another uh, one of the things i'll I'll add this i remember uh, i'm reading somebody's dialogue because one of the things i did a lot of when i was uh checking this stuff out online just to do research and see what was was out there there was people kind of talking about why they enjoyed watching it or why it was so titillating and I, i think what you said earlier actually made you know you made a really good point in that we're, we were raised, not so much these days, now, now we're getting to the point where our culture is thankfully not treating women uh, mm-hmm. like they're sugar and spice and you know, right. everything nice. Now mm-hmm. you're like, okay, you know, there's, there's a whole level of, of, of equality that's, that's occurring that I think is, is beautiful. But back when I was young, it was the same thing where you see women as these forces of nurture. Like they, they're there to take care of you. Your mothers, your aunts, your your cousins, uh, your friends. They're supposed to be sweet and and and, and you know very much maternal. Uh, and so when you turn on the TV and there's two of them doing battle in a ring, mm-hmm. 
wearing cute outfits, it blows your brains because you're mm-hmm. like, oh my god, what? Wait, no, no, that women don't don't strike each other. They're not supposed to know how to drop kick each other. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was one one way that it was put. It was just like these forces of nurture turning into forces of nature, where they're just beating the crap out of each other mm-hmm. uh, for for a crowd's entertainment. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, continue, please. Yeah. So. I think, yeah, and then 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 puberty hit, <laughs> and I do remember that there were a couple of, there was the the cute in in school in one of my classes, and I we traveled a lot at that point. It was you know we moved. For those who don't first. know, uh, uh, Rick was you joined had you joined the circus at this yeah, point? Yeah, okay. We did a little bit, so it was like my dad would preach at a church for a year, and then we'd go off on a circus and do that for a year and then we'd go back to another place in another town and and so it was like in and out for a while until I got into my high school years and did it full time but uh, I was always at a different school so it was always a different you know environment so my life was just always on the road or different experiences um, but I do know at one of the schools there was two girls in class that that I thought were both attractive but one of them was a little more feminine cute and the other one was a little more rough and tough, but they were cute, you know, good. The tomboyish kind yeah. of, yeah. And uh, in fact, I, I would have to say, African American. Yeah, she was she was black. Mm-hmm. One of them was black, one of them was white. So, but but they were both pretty. And I thought, you know, they're this is so that would be my fantasy at night when I would go home and experiment under the sheets, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, of the two of them having a a, a fight, nice. a wrestling, a wrestling or something like those guys I saw way back. So that's where it kind of started to build there. So I'm, yeah, I'm seeing all the puzzles starting to connect. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the puzzle pieces. So there's the, the fear of watching, you know, fear of like, oh, that's not right. The fear of getting ang- my parents angry or my father angry at me. My mother was a saint. I will never talk to her about bad stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, all the, all, the, all the little things that were connecting together. I do then, I, I can't remember the first time I saw females actually wrestling. I think it was when I saw a in a newsstand in one of the towns, and at this point I would have been middle school yeah. uh, or junior high, something like that. And I remember the newsstands back in the early '70s, just wrestling magazines coming out the wazoo. You know, it was just, there was tons of them on the shelves, and and they and you'd see big pictures of wrestlers on the front of them. And the first one that caught my eye was female wrestling moolah or somebody like that you yeah know, fabulous moolah or whatever and, and whoa and so i kind of always felt dirty but i'd save up you know enough money 50 cents or 60 75 cents to buy it whatever and i would buy it but it was i always felt like it's not right that i'm buying this even though it's just a magazine that everybody you know kids can buy but to me, because it was the fetish, it was mm-hmm. something that was like going i need to take this somewhere in private and look yeah. at it yeah. um it just wasn't right that I was doing it. So I was always embarrassed that somebody I would know would walk into the newsstand or what were they judging me when they were selling it to me like I was buying a condom or something, you know. And and so it was weird. I would, But I would get them and then I would take them and hide them. I would never take them into my house like, hey, look what I got, you know. I'd stuff it under my jacket or my shirt and I'd would go into the bathroom and look through these things or into my bedroom and I mean, you're, hide them. You're, you're basically, I mean, you're, you're describing what millions of people right. have to, when it comes to just standard porn. Or any kind of fetish. Yeah. yeah. Like, I know, I found these magazines in my friend's parents' house and I took a few of them and I hid them behind the dumpster where my parents would never know to blah, blah, blah. 
And then we, my friends and I would go out there and look at him, or I would go out there and look at him. And like, it's a very common thing. And, and I think the, the issue here is that, you know, as, as someone who's young, like, there's no one to tell you what's right or wrong. There's mm-hmm. no one to tell you that this is totally normal. Especially if you have a father who's a preacher, mm-hmm. you know he's not going to tell you this is normal. If anything, he might tell you the complete opposite. Yeah, but uh, that might be one of the reasons <laughs> you decided to hide it. You know, right. so that makes a lot of sense. It was a joke on the. I think it was the Goldbergs, is one of the new comedies on TV, and um, I heard I was doing something. And I heard the guy say to his little son, "Is like he was saying, I was, I got, we got to get rid of all this stuff." And, and the boy says, "But what am I going to do with my pimp, my playboys, and my?" And he says, "Go hide them in the woods like I did." <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty funny because um, I did. I hid a lot of stuff in the woods or under train, you know, bridges and stuff like that um, until I'd go to look at them. Yeah. And one time I had a, a, a stash of stuff and I went to go look and there was a bunch of other little kids had found it. Oh. And I had to keep on riding my bike oh and pretend God. like I wasn't there for any reason. You bastards. <laughs> anyway, so, so yeah. And then that's why, so tree, that's why tree houses were popular, I think. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So the magazines got it going, and then the um, and then I started watching the the Sunday wrestling shows. There was always something on weekends or something. Now, how did your parents and feel about you just watching wrestling? Because I know that at that didn't. point wrestling was mainstream, wasn't it? Yeah, but I still didn't want. Oh, you did, You still felt very ashamed. Oh yeah, no, okay. I would only I'd watch it without the sound on, or you know, on my TV, mm-hmm. on my private TV and stuff. Um, so yeah, I wouldn't wouldn't I never did. Ever, ever to this day, I would. Never and they never spoke negatively of wrestling at all. They just, you just there wasn't anything that even existed in their lives. They yeah, in your mind, you were just like, I should, they should never know. Yeah, or, yeah, okay. yeah. Um, and uh, so, like, if two girls happened to have gotten into a fight, I never actually saw a fight in school or anything. Mm-hmm. It seemed like I was always in the wrong place, at the wrong time. But I would always think, I really want to see a fight. You know, I want to yeah. see the girls get into a fight, but they never did. But you'd always hear about it happening afterwards. And it was always the guys that would be kind of like the other kids would saying, boys saying, yeah, they got in a fight. It was so cool. You should have seen it. It was great. Me, I'm thinking, if I saw it, I would not want to tell anybody <laughs> because it wouldn't be right. Uh, you know, I'd be the si- silent person just because watching because well, it was a fetish. But, and, yeah. yeah, you've assigned a certain <laughs> level, assigned a level, to it, yeah. of level of shame to it that, that everyone else is like, oh, this is so cool. These two girls are fighting. Mm-hmm. Where you're like, shh, don't tell anybody. You yeah, know? yeah. Um, and I think that, well, just a, just as a quick note, one thing I noticed very quickly: I, I never saw, I saw a very brief like ending of a of a fight in high school between two uh, two girls, and uh, I was a fan of like the fantasy combat, you know, mm-hmm. the stuff you yeah. see in the ring, and so or, or like the stuff you read about or whatever at the time. And so, when, to see a real fight is it is not at all like the, the thing that that I keyed into. I, I it was not at all sexy. Right. It was just very kind of brutal and like, oh my god, that girl's just pulling hair and it's, uh, it's well, kind of like yeah, yeah. And it's all over YouTube now, and it's just not. Oh yeah, yeah. It, it doesn't fulfill what your mind creates a fantasy. Exactly, being, exactly. Or a fetish. Yeah, you're just like yelling, like you're not even wearing the right outfit. Yeah. <laughs> but no, do do continue. Um, yeah, so I, I would watch the wrestling shows, and then I believe there was probably that one time that there was a female wrestling match. I was like, oh, okay, here we go, you know. Mm-hmm. And it was extremely erotic to me. However, what, back in... Do you remember the match? Uh, you know, I don't remember. Oh, it was just... There's one... I know with my specific... It was a magazine article, but we'll get to that in a minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But on TV, I don't even remember. Um, but... I mean, it had to be the Desiree Peterson type of area. Of, I know the Moolah, but I never 
it wasn't about Moolah for me. Mm-hmm. It was about who she was beating up. Yeah, you know? yeah, it's yeah. always the cuties. I always like the cuties. Uh, <laughs> but um, um, where was I? Uh, so I, I, so I your first watched it on TV, on yeah, TV, and right? I saw it, and it was like really amazing. Uh, but I do know that they in those days they they played played wrestling for comedy's sake. The females. Now the guys would get out there and get themselves all bloody, and they do all the you know stuff. They would do it crazy. But when female wrestling matches happened, it was more of a comedic. Hmm. You know, there was always the the referee jumping down to slap the mat as they were getting pinned. But the other girl would throw the other one on top of the the referee, hmm. and they'd wrestle around with the referee, or they'd rip his clothes, or and it was and everybody would laugh at the females because that was the only way it could be acceptable. Yeah, back in those days, or or it was I think it was wrong for them to sense. let women wear bathing suits and do what the men were doing. Um, so. So I think they played it differently, but it was still fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, so then moving on further, uh, it was very, very hard to ever see a real female wrestling match. So uh, on TV, rare. And um, but in, in that same place where I was finding my wrestling magazines, one day they started coming out with. Uh, I'm sure it was like Mildred Burke or Jadelle Dulong where the girls were in bikinis and it was like a part in apartments. Well, that was huge. Um, yeah, that was... Or you know, on mats in a big room. And there was one specific one with a little blonde girl and another girl and they were wrestling and the girl was caught in a head scissor and she was br- the blonde, like innocent looking blonde, bridging to try to get out of this head scissor. Mm-hmm. That, that yeah. started the whole thing full force for me, you know, for some reason. Now they were in bikinis and they were young and they were cute. Yeah. And they were wrestling. And there was always two other girls that were still in the... That was a round robin type of thing. So two would sit next to the wall to protect... In case the girls got too close, they could push them away. Um, so that that was the that was the, the beginning of the entire thing. Like, this is amazing. Yeah. You know? And that was... I mean, that the, that entire series is uh, still very much revered in, in the world of, of female wrestling. Like... I um, I didn't grow up during that time, so I didn't see any of those magazines on like the counters. I didn't see them on a, <clears throat> um, you know, I, I didn't buy any. I didn't have any, you know, like didn't have you know aunts and uncles that had any. But I remember when I first started, I would get people using that as reference points. They would just be mm-hmm. like, "Hey, I want to see this move, but I want it to be done like this," and they would send me a scan. Like they, they, they a lot of them have the photos online, so they scan a photo from like their old magazines and be like, "Can you make it look like this?" And there'd be some black and white shot of two beautiful girls, like you said, young, pretty bikinis, black and white in, a, in an apartment house, you know, the, the poofy feathered hair, and uh, and I would always go like, "Where's the, Where did this come from?" And they're like, "Oh, there's. Did you you don't know about apartment house style wrestling from the seventies? I'm like, no, please." And then I started seeing websites dedicated to it, and it's it's massive. It's huge. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, now, I'll, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop you for a yeah. second because us purists oh, that really know where it started. Um, you're, when you start saying apartment house wrestling, you're talking about the, um, it was like 1972 or 73, I believe, Sports Review Wrestling uh, started doing apartment house wrestlings. David Mall, I believe, was the guy's name. Who or the, they, they would take eight or ten pictures of cute girls in bikinis in wrestling moves okay. or fighting moves. And then they would write these big, long stories. Oh. Uh, um, apartment house wrestling. And it was a monthly... Th- each time the magazine came out, each month, 
you would have these, you know, huge pictures of these beautiful girls wrestling. Sainara, C-Y-N-A-R-A, was like the queen of this whole thing. I remember, um, yeah, I remember that name and seeing uh, her. But so, so this, what you're, what you're telling me is that they were not... Prior uh, to that was what I was, what turned me into the whole thing, onto the whole thing, was prior to the apartment wrestling, which in its own regard was great. And that yeah. was what I think your era probably came from more. But prior to that was the... The actual real wrestling. These were girls were grappling. These this was Judel Dulong mm. and Mildred Burke. Mildred Burke actually was a, I think she did pro wrestling. I'm not sure. Yeah. Prior to that, and for but for a while. I think. Um, but these were. How can I? Yeah, it, this was like clean, real grappling, not fantasy with a storyline put around it, which is what the apartment house wrestling came into. No, and then he's... now there's websites that are using the apartment house wrestling and yeah and, were those dedicated but, like did they have entire magazines dedicated to them or were they just like kind of shoehorned it started into out as it was a feature once yeah, a right. month and it went for several years so there's tons and tons of these things so it'd be mostly males and then like in the middle of the magazine it'd be like that one story and you'd yeah. see yeah yeah i yeah. do remember seeing that like all the pro wrestling stuff but then there was always that you know that everybody bought it for mm-hmm. and they made a lot of money off of that and it was amazing that they were actually doing it mm-hmm. uh, they even did a couple of with the nude so they put the big bar black bars over there you know, oh, to wow. cover the private parts of the girls and, and this was in the 70s so it was okay it's actually pretty it. progressive for it was her. it was amazing you can't do that now you can't have WWE putting like you know the, right. <laughs> the thing in the middle with like <laughs> yeah but anyway yeah so I mean that yeah it transform, transformed transmogrified <laughs> as Calvin <laughs> would say into all of those things uh, further and further but but yeah, anyway, yeah, the fantasy of the whole thing is what was getting me. And that's where I'm based. When I started Femme Wrestling Rooms, when I finally got to the point in my life where I didn't have to feel like I worried what everybody thought, even though I still do, <laughs> in a way, but I started doing it. I wanted my website to be photos, mm-hmm. stories, and on the lines of what I was just saying with the apartments, home, apartment, style, apartment house wrestling yeah. matches. Where I would take great pictures and write a story to go with them. Yeah. Um, and uh, that's what I wanted. I thought, I can sell these. You know, I could put these on and sell them and people would buy the, the whole stories and stuff like that. And that's when I realized that nobody really wanted to. You know, it's a different world. Once the internet came around, people aren't into... Well, I mean, we lived, my era yeah. grew up on magazines. You looked at pictures and then you created a, an image in your mind of what you were looking at in that picture. Mm-hmm. The girl's holding another girl in a head scissor or a headlock. And you're thinking, that poor girl's got some sort of a feeling of being totally humiliated or maybe people are watching or what led up to it or what happened right after it. You know, all that kind of stuff that one picture can create. Yeah, your mind fills in the blanks. Yeah, but in the age of the internet, people want to know. <laughs> they want to see it all. So you have to create that, which That's is true. a lot harder. That's true. Do you have a percentage in mind in terms of like... Uh, well, like, for example, like, I used to get photo set requests all the time, mm-hmm. photo customs. Um, like, 30% photo sets and then, like, 70% clips. And that was a lot for the photos. Uh, now, it's 5% mm-hmm. photos and, you know, 95% clips. You know, do you still find yourself getting photo, um, photo set custom requests? I have one or two uh, customers that ask for them. Um, but they're not really in a story form. They just want, like, they have a specific, like, I've got one great, great customer who uh, orders video or photo sets of 
one girl already in the knocked out state of mind, I've, I've <laughs> eyes done, closed. I've done the same thing, and, yeah. Yeah, and the other girl is dominating. In fact, I just did a really cool one with Madison being the conscious girl, beating, uh, holding Charlie and... Um, can't remember who the other one was. Oh, yeah, I think it was Amber. Mm-hmm. Uh, those two were the unconscious ones, so we kind of had them in the background, or one in the background while two, the other one was being knocked out. Yeah, yeah. But it isn't like the build-up to it or anything. It's just like, eyes are already closed. It's like a sleeper hold at the end. It's the ending, yeah, yeah the finale. So, and they're cool. They're really, they're, they're fun to do. Um, but I can't really write a story to them. I, so yeah, it's kind of yeah. hard to do. But it's fun to do, and I... And, uh, but I would say five percent, if that, yeah. not even. I mean, yeah. I'm only talking maybe two percent of of, custom, of photos. Used to be when I started Femme Wrestling Rooms, I put all my effort into those stories. I had amazing. I had. I really was more proud of my stories than where mm-hmm. I was of my videos. Um, and I would write them in, you know, discuss, you know, talk great big lead-in stories to what the girls were doing. Or I'd write a we take a bunch of pictures and then it would be like one girl telling the story of what happened when she was beating up the other girl mm-hmm. or getting beaten up by the other girl. I got really involved with them and um, and that was fun. But now it's gotten to a point where I just don't have the time to mm-hmm. do that stuff and I only put them on. I, I offer them for, uh, you have to be a member, a VIP member on my website to, to, to look at the full photos, all the photos in the photo stories um, and read the whole story. If I have a story with it nowadays, I'm just kind of putting them in and saying, this is what happened. Enjoy. Yep. <laughs> you know? Well, I mean, I didn't mean to backtrack it, but yeah. like, uh, so, so at this point now, um, you know, you're, you're at the stage where you're, you're seeing the magazines. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Back to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> back to you. <laughs> back to my fetish with wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so I'm seeing all that and, and it, and it just kind of stayed there, you know, all the, all the. You just have to suppress things when you have a fetish. You just suppress it. You can't tell everybody. You can't walk around. I don't know. You know the the puffy coat fetish that's out. Mm-hmm. People like to see. You know, get yeah, turned on by girls in puffy coats. I don't know how they they live. You know, if they live in the north and girls are walking around in puffy coats out, how do they even you know that handle might be life? It. That I might know, that could be know? that could be what what their first uh, like seeing a beautiful girl. Yeah. Was like, oh, and she happened to be wearing this, and then suddenly just something clicked. Yeah, well, thank God I'm not walking around and everybody's wrestling everywhere. <laughs> you know, I wouldn't know how to handle that. That would be a very <laughs> disruptive city. But um, uh, so anyway, yeah. So it, it, you know, I just spent my whole life at that point, you know, traveling with the circus, and and you know, it's uh, there was a lot of my mind fetish building my own stories in my mind because I was with the circus. And girls wear very scanty clothing mm-hmm. when they're trapeze artists and they're doing this and that and and, and, and the acrobatics and all this and that. And so I'm, I was a musician primarily for the most part of it. Uh, and so I was in the bandstand. And and these, there was attractive girls all the time. And never had any relationships with any of them because uh, I was just a musician. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> or maybe I was just too shy because I am a shy person. That's what I say. Um, musicians uh, tend to rack it up if they do it right. <laughs> See, yeah, uh, yeah I just, I never, I'm not that forward. But if you were shy, person. then I totally understand. Yeah, yeah. But, like, but so did, um, did anything else expand in your fetish in terms of like what the girls, I think we talked about before where, you know, just, just the the attire, the, the outfits, the costumes mm-hmm. became a thing too, right? Or, oh yeah, and and I kind of have a. I think some people would understand what a jiggly fetish is. 
uh, like the thighs jiggling. Uh, uh, okay, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. In the old, in the black and white TV, when you were watching female wrestlers, and they were, I mean, there was, they were attractive. They were attractive female wrestlers. They all wore one-piece swimsuits with bare legs, mm-hmm. um, and and when they would be stomping their foot, they're being held in a hold, and so they're stomping or being body slammed. Body slam was a big move back then. Um, well, that was a finisher girls, back then. Yeah, it was a finisher. <laughs> I still I like to do that in my videos. People like, probably don't get it. Leg but. drop. It's over. Yeah, um, uh, but. Um, it was more of like, I'm going to just back up to that because it, it was more of a tired thing, you know. So someone would, they'd wrestle, wrestle, wrestle like crazy. And then finally at the end, one girl would emerge as stronger than the other and body slam, body slam, body slam, bop, you know, and maybe a leg drop. But it's like the other girl is just getting more and more worn out by it. Yeah, so yeah, at the yeah. end she gets pinned because she just can't do anything, which is kind of a sexy thing to me. Uh, oh, we anyway, have a whole series that... But, that that deals with that too, like the whole two tired wrestlers. Mm-hmm. Like it's a huge thing. Yeah, um, but in, anyway, uh, so the the jiggly thigh thing is where they're stomping, and when you're watching this on TV in a black and white TV, you see the thigh jiggling like that. It's a it makes you real. It, you you can feel it. You can see the there's a. It's not a two dimensional thing when there's like the the leg juggling. It's a, it's a weird. I can't really explain it to be a hundred percent. Well, I mean, it's, it's your. I mean, it's it's a it's it's a part of the female body that that is being in. I mean, there's an impact from yeah. what, what's happening, and it just brings you closer into the action. I mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Uh, so that would be like. You know, it's the same thing if someone like gets body slammed, and you know, we just did a video where the guy wanted uh, 15 minutes of of a girl getting body slammed, and then like every time she would get body slammed, he wanted her to really arch her back like really arch her body and, and grab mm-hmm. the small of her back and then get like shots from the side so you could see the legs you could see the stomach you could see her back arching he was very specific about it and I remember that was a thing that I saw a lot when I was watching pro wrestling as a kid was a, a female wrestler getting it's always at cell mm-hmm. and I yeah. think that's part of it is is for you is the the stomping of the the foot, um, you know, someone's getting choked and she's stomping her feet like crazy, and you get yeah. that the body's moving. And it's like you're seeing how intense it is. So mm-hmm. I, can, I can see how yeah. that would be part of the the fetish. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, anything could be part of the fetish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of ring she's wearing? Like you know, what kind of hairdo she has? It's it's, it's crazy. Oh yeah. Um, I, I I don't. Because we talked about like the, the trapeze artist, but you seem to be more into um, uh, into the the bare-legged as opposed to so. Yeah, is there except a I still I still liked fishnet the the flesh colored fishnets because that was a um, uh, it really ex- what can I say how can I. Yeah, I don't know. It's just a fetish that was also. Do you, do you think? It, I mean, what, do you have a preference for one more than the other? Are they both kind of the same? Level oh, bare legged more so. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll put fishnets. That was a way that circus women, circus people knew how to. But the reason they wore fishnets, and and I think they actually wore tights under you know like underneath the fishnets. But it's it, and also their eyelashes. They'd have the big fake eyelashes and the big heavy duty eye eye, eye makeup. But it's because they're way out in the in the center ring, yeah. And the audience is watching from a distance, and so you got spotlights to. on them. So this would accentuate. So the fishnets and everything, help you know, just created a, a beautiful form. Mm-hmm. Uh, it kind of held everything together, so it wasn't like 
but maybe no jiggly thigh. I don't know, <laughs> but hard to say. It's a little harder, probably, with yeah. the, with the with the, yeah. the fishnets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was I never. It's like a like a like a Vegas showgirl. Yeah, they don't have. Well, I never thought to stuff. ask you that because that was one of the things that that we get a lot of uh, requests for at uh, at our site is bare-legged versus the tights, the shiny tights, because hmm. they love the shiny pantyhose. And we've had some fishnets, but mostly they like to see the shiny tights um, or the bare-legged. And it seems to be split. So far, like 50-50. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's the guys who just like bikini barefoot. Like, mm-hmm. it's just... I think that's the majority right there. It's just the bikini barefoot guys. But yeah, yeah. I never asked you. I was wondering, because I, you know you shoot a lot of stuff with the girls wearing the tights, and then other stuff where they're just wearing one-pieces, boots, mm-hmm. and, and completely bare-legged. But uh, now I know the answer, so... So moving on to, to more about the uh, the magazine stuff, because, you know, um, let's go back to that, because I think that's where we were talking about it earlier, where things kept kind of... I wouldn't say spreading. That's a bad way to put it. But th- things started to, to evolve. Yes. Um, oh, I, because and, and I was lucky because I was traveling. Or it's why my fetish kept getting stronger and stronger or continuing, I suppose. Because I traveled. I, especially when I got into the, I was in high school. I graduated, I was, you know, a senior in high school. And I was basically on my own traveling. Uh, so when you're traveling, there's a in those days newsstands were big things, and adult bookstores and whatever. And you could I would search every day, everywhere I went, all around the country. I'd look for the newsstands in town, and I'd go and I'd see if there was any kind of magazine that I hadn't seen yet uh, that had something to do with wrestling, or even in the adult bookstores when I got old enough to go in there without getting in trouble. Just just a um, quick note. Yes. If you ever complain about the internet, don't do it to Rick, because uh, this is all pre-internet, and mm. like there's a lot of our listeners who who were probably born into the into the net, where it's like, I wonder what two Brazilian women having sex with the basketball looks like. Type type type. There it is. Two Brazilian girls. <laughs> Meanwhile, you're 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 going from like newsstand to newsstand, just trying to find a magazine you haven't seen yet. Yeah, that's that's amazing. Exactly, exactly. and. Yeah, so you whatever you collect and you collect and you collect and then you save and then you keep your fetish alive by cutting out the pictures and putting them into little photo albums and and anyway, uh, so so on these and all these <laughs> the magazines them in the and woods. finding them yeah <laughs> until you get married and then your wife makes you throw it all away oh no oh no so much I have lost over the years oh. but or or you. Uh, Another problem with fetish, and all you guys that have any kind of fetish, you will understand this, you will relate to this. You, you're you not telling anybody you have this fetish, so every now and then you go, there's something wrong with me. I should not be feeling this way, so I'm going to stop feeling this way. Yeah. I'm going to be normal, so I'm going to throw everything away. Clean the slate, and I... Never going to look at this stuff again. I'm not going to like female wrestling. I'm not going to like anything to do with this. Yeah, there you go. Big sigh. Because that's, that's exactly uh, what happens. You just can't do it. I'm um, sorry. You know, psychiatrists can say, yes, you can. But no, you can't. Well, it's you can't deprogram yourself from You'd, liking yeah, something anymore. Deprogram, than, good word. I mean, you know, when people say like, well, this gentleman's gay. We can make him straight again. I'm like, that's just not how that works yeah. at all. But, uh, but so moving on. So you're... Moving um, on. So here we go. Um, so I'm searching around, following all these magazines. Well, somewhere along the line, probably maybe I'm 19 years old or so, um, one of the magazines had 
and you started seeing it was all about the advertisements in there mm-hmm. where you could buy Double Trouble videos or Triumph Studios or Golden Girls and all this kind of stuff. Um, and Super 8. I mean, I go way back to the Super 8 video. I even actually had Super 8, uh, one or two Super oh, 8 videos that I had to go and buy a machine just to look at it. Mm-hmm. And it never worked very well. <laughs> but uh, um, anyway, I caught on one one time that showed a place that you could actually go to wrestle girls. Mm-hmm. And... You know, I had been building this little fetish in my mind of, you know, what would it be like to actually, you know, have a little wrestling match with a girl. And I'm not talking competitive or trying to beat anybody, but just to do it. And so I I actually found a place in Cincinnati, Ohio, and it was some guy had a couple of girls up in a above a bar that had been closed down or something in a little bedroom up there or something. I don't know, but I did go up there. I I paid to have a session with two girls. Mm One of them was older, more mature, so she was kind of in charge. But I liked that little cute girl that was, you know, was a younger girl. So that was putting me in head scissors, schoolgirl pins, that kind of thing. And I really, it was, it was just. I've thought about it, and I've done several of these. You know, I did several of these over the yeah. years of you know finding a girl, finding people that would pay for, or you could pay to have wrestling matches with. Totally respectable. I always had to wear a speedo. And I was much thinner and younger and good looking at that time, so it wasn't that embarrassing. But I, it was, a, so. it was about the skin <laughs> contact. I mean, I was not sexually. I mean, I was, I never had long lasting relationships or girlfriends or anything. So in a way, and I've kind of analyzed this in my head that the sessions was a way for me to actually get to touch cute girls. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're wrestling you, but you can kind of hugging them or you're putting your arms around them or if they got you in a head scissor you can be grabbing their butt or their legs or you know or something like that and nobody's out to get hurt you're unrespectful you know it's 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 just a hell of a you great, have great cons- turn on and also you know. it's two consenting adults right and i'm sure i'm sure you guys discussed stuff beforehand what was allowed what was not right. allowed exactly mm-hmm. still to this day how, how sessions were yeah yeah so that started, when I started doing that kind of stuff, then it kind of started building the more of a sexual thing for me, mm-hmm. you know. The, the wrestling was not about not about trying to wrestle or to, uh, you know, do body slams or anything like that. It was, it was about sensual, you know, mm-hmm. touching and playing and putting holds on but pretending, you know. And so that, that was a big thing that kind of grew in my life. Um, and I enjoyed that a lot. Uh, but again, it was all respectful. I never did anything to anybody that would hurt. They were all, you know, session. I mean, I've worked. You and I have both worked with so many models that are session wrestlers. Uh, we all. We yeah, all, you. I mean, you, you treated you know, them with the respect that they yeah deserve, yeah, and also exactly. the respect that they demand because you know this is a the session world can be pretty. It can be great, but there's a lot of dicey people out there. And, yeah. Uh, so yeah, you were not one of those people. And now, as a producer, I don't say okay. Uh, oh, this girl's coming to work for me, and she's a session wrestler. So after I get done filming videos, mm-hmm. I'm, I I don't do that. I just don't want to pay a traveling model to be a session wrestler along with doing videos. For yeah, me. I, you know we don't do that at all. Um, no, it's you know, I'm, I'm getting too old for that anyway. <laughs> if I want something like that, I'll, you know we'll do a video um, consenting. Uh, anyway, um, so you know, kind of grew in that regard with the session thing um 
where do I want to go from here? Let's well, no, see. I mean, if you at this point now, we're talking about you actually having the idea to start your own site. Oh, let's yeah, back up a little bit mm-hmm. to some guy named Sleeper Kid. Oh. <laughs> okay. Okay, so I got married. I was doing the circus, but I was doing a theme park kind of thing also in the summertime, so I was in a, one place for a longer period of time. I ended up, circus started dying. I ended up having to go to college. Um, right about the time that yeah, the internet was starting, to, you kind of needed to have a computer in your home. Yeah. I think it had been around for a while, but I still hadn't really gotten into that. It's like early 90s or? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Um, uh, mid '90s for me, so I know early '90s was, you know, but we're we're probably talking '94, '95 mm-hmm. when I when I finally got we got the family computer, um, but then I had to go. To, I started college to become a, again a music education degree, yeah, uh, because the circus wasn't making it for me financially anymore. Well, when I started the college thing, you know, they introduced us to how to search for things on the computer for. On, to go online to find you know information for writing papers and all this and that and one day I was in the computer lab in the back row <laughs> and nobody was around and I thought <laughs> okay so I just did a search for you know music blah 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 and I went hmm w-r-e-s-t-l-i-n-g mm-hmm. search boom <laughs> and I was like what <laughs> you know and women's wrestling girls wrestling female wrestling ah, you know and then you just go apeshit because what I used to have to do by going to a newsstand yep. once every two or three days and search and search here I am just sitting there and I've found more than I've seen probably my entire life once again internet mm-hmm. I mean before that even like now people complain about uh, speed and they're just oh, I'm not getting the right download speeds and I'm just like do you realize how long it took to see just one JPEG <laughs> back in like two like back in 1993 94 uh, I didn't get my first computer until I was like I think it was 97 98 but I would go to my friend's house and like I'd be like I'm gonna just search for, this, for some shit and I would type in female wrestling and you'd get a, a cool little thumbnail and you'd click on it and it'd be a good that was like a minute <laughs> before you saw the entire photo. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and that was especially frustrating when I found some guy's site who called himself Sleeper Kid mm-hmm. and Sleeper Girl. And one of the big things on there was a list of just a title of sleeper holds, mm-hmm. uh, camel clutches, uh, boom. And you'd click on that and you'd get this huge array of photos from all over the internet, right? Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. Some guy named Sleeper Kid. That guy was a dick. Uh, yeah, he was. I've heard, I've heard that. <laughs> and so that was kind of interesting. And that was really awesome. Uh, there was all this. And so I was yeah, I was like a kid in a candy store. I mean, I don't know how I graduated magnum cum laude when mm. I had a computer lab to go fuck around with every day. Uh, but um, So it was really, really amazing. Now I'm going to go into an area of my fetish that I, even I didn't even realize. And I wonder mm. how many people out here can attest to the fact that fetishes aren't just what they start out as. They grow, they morph, they turn into different things. Yeah, they evolve. Um, and they evolve. And they're like Pokemon. There you go. Mm-hmm. That's not my era. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway, so, um, so I'm doing these little searches on the internet for wrestling. And every now and then a site, a picture would show up that was two guys wrestling and I remember the first time I saw that and, was, and they were in little speedos and it was kind of almost as sexual looking as the females I saw 
and and I remember the first time I saw that I was like ew click you know move on to the next search for females um, and several times I just kind of because you're looking you're seeing everything uh, and I saw a couple you know at, at first it was just kind of like okay that's interesting I didn't know guys were doing it like this too you know it's not like real pro wrestlers um, but the more I did my little searches the more I would see some of this stuff one day you know it kind of clicked on me that it's like wait a minute I'm I'm really into head scissors that was because of that first fi picture of the little blonde and a head scissors yeah, yeah, yeah. years ago uh, that that's kind of my favorite helplessness uh, humiliating move you know your face is caught up in somebody's thighs um, and it's also a sexy sexy kind of a feel um, so I saw two guys in a speedo and they were shaved and they you know not I mean they very good bodies they were model male model kind of things and one had another one in a tight high head scissor uh, and I, I started realizing that yeah this ain't too bad mm -hmm. uh, it's not so bad um, I can I could almost maybe get into that you yeah. know because it's almost like a female body you know they're, they're shaved and they're you know it's not uh, too well uh, also weird. the origin of your the, the thing that you first saw that caught your eye was was male wrestling. Yeah, yeah. So they couldn't. And all the years that, that I spent when when all I had was TV and no VCRs, yeah, no yeah. no way to record anything, you'd have to sit through. Oh, here in Atlanta, uh, they had like six or eight hours worth of wrestling shows at night. Saturday nights. Saturday night, all night. Me long. and my older sister, we would we we, we couldn't go out because we were young and so my parents would watch it with us until they wanted to go to sleep and then my sister and I would stay up till like three in the morning watching all the shows mm -hmm. and quick interjection but like one of the ones that they played like at two in the morning was the LPWA you know people well, like, that's after that yeah yeah so I was like Allison they Royal and my, and, no no, no this is my day but like this is when they were doing like Allison Royal and like um uh God uh, uh God at show Arusa and and um you know Cindy Paradise and people like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and 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 I remember going same thing as you. I was just having that same feeling of like, wow, women do this, mm -hmm. and holy shit, they do it well. And, you yeah. know, and not all of them are, are are pretty girl next door types. A lot of them are like these big bruisers. You know. So you know like, the funny thing is, by the time LPWA came along, uh, and the latter part of the glow era, yeah, um, it had lost that for me because mm. they were too much doing like real wrestling, like like pro wrestling. Like LPWA was pro wrestling. Oh yeah, um, and and it it wasn't that those innocent you know ladies that were wrestling these were women who have been men. training for yeah, years, yeah, and so they yeah. weren't the girl next door. Yeah, they were more like different. there was something. There were some girls that are, I mean, absolutely beautiful women. Yeah, uh, Alison Royal was gorgeous, but they didn't look like the girl that you would see in that magazine. Yeah, yeah. they weren't wearing bikinis. They were wearing mm -hmm. the, the the tights, the boots, the pads, the the, yeah. the very conservative one piece suits. Mm -hmm. So I can see where you're where you're going with that. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, and they weren't dressed like Victoria Principal or what? Not Victoria Principal. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, uh, nice um, name drop. What was the, what was the Canadian girl with the long red hair? Um, I just had the name in my head. Never mind. Um, <laughs> now I gotta do some. Research. I think some of you guys know who I mean, but anyway, uh, um, we should make this a call. They're like screaming out. Yeah, we should make it a call-in show. <laughs> it's like it's Victoria. I don't know. Uh, so, so, so anyway. you started. You you saw a, a photo of two uh, good-looking yeah, gentlemen. Yeah, uh, wrestling. And, wrestling. And then I I just kind of like 
Okay, that's interesting. And and then this this site that I always kept going back to just because it was always updated was a sleeper kid dude, and mm-hmm. and one of the categories he's had he had was male wrestling, and and I guess he had told me later on uh, after I finally we met and started talking online chatting that he had had a friend that said here here's a bunch of pictures put yep. these in your list and so you you put them all in there. Yeah, there was a lot of there was like so many categories that I didn't know how to fucking deal with them. Yeah, and so someone was just like, "You should do it all," and I would just get pictures, pictures, categorize, 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 mm-hmm. and like stuff that I really wasn't into either. Like I wasn't, I wasn't into submission holds. You were just sharing stuff with people. Yeah, yeah, I didn't, I wasn't, I liked more of the knockout stuff, but I would like, I know people like camel clutches, and so it kind of went that way too. Um, but did it did it evolve from there? Like, did you uh, do the same thing you did with the sessioning? Oh, oh God, no! I never, no. From there, I'm a totally straight man. Uh, <laughs> have I told you about my sweaty balls? Um, no. Anyway, oh uh, yeah. Well, there's I'll, definitely I'm different. Going to continue. Yeah, there's different shades of, of I think of that as oh, well. Yeah. yeah. No, I've, I've, I, I'm going to explain all of that. Please in a do as we go. Um, so yeah, so I, 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 there was more of the. Um, personals kind of things with the male wrestlers. Yeah. The, you know, female wrestlers. I took me a long time to learn. Really, aren't doing it because they're digging it. Mm-hmm. They're doing it because it's money and they're having fun, kind of dominating guys uh, or each other, or they're doing it for the money. Guy wrestling that I was seeing on the, online, that was these are guys that are into it. They want to wrestle each other. You know, they may be gay, they may be straight, they may be whatever. They're getting something out of it. They may into, be, um, just be into the fetish. Yeah, so, yeah, want, so, yeah. so there were personal pay. There were I don't even know what I found, but there was places where you could chat with each other and just sit and talk and 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 set up matches and stuff and you know and and people you know wherever. And nowadays that, that there is a, a global fight, which is a big male male wrestling personals kind of thing where you can meet each other and get together and so it's wrestle. like tinder yeah. for wrestling kind of thing in a way yeah okay. yeah um but so yeah I'll, I'll go ahead and tell the whole story please people don't uh uh judge me by this uh but wrestling is my fetish uh and that's what well, I tell first everybody. off well let me let, before you continue let me let me say two things uh one if uh, there's no judging this like uh, you know whatever uh, whatever you're into you know, it's what you're into, and uh, and there's no, never to be any shame uh, for what your kink is, unless of course it's something that you know is causing physical harm to somebody who's not a consenting adult, in which case that's a whole other thing, and this is not that. Um, the other thing that I think is very interesting psychologically is how you started off uh, watching uh, men wrestling and accepting it as the norm, and then later on when you saw women wrestling, you were like, that's not right. Wait. Wait, women mm-hmm. don't do this, do they? Do they? Right. And then you realize they do. But then, as time progressed, you got so used to seeing the women wrestling that when you saw the men doing the same kind of sexy wrestling, you're like, men don't do this, right? Do they? And it was they, the sexy. Then you just that was the key word right yeah. there, sexy. They were wearing but little posing straps. Exactly. Little so it's really funny that you went from going right. women don't do this to men don't do this. It's a it's your brain just yeah. And adjusts. you know, and the and the reason I I brought up the. Atlanta all night long wrestling thing that you'd sit and I didn't have a VCR or anything. I would watch TV. I watched hours and hours and hours. Half of my life, I think, I spent in front of a TV <laughs> watching wrestling shows for the one glimmer of two girls wrestling. Yeah. Pro wrestling. I'm talking pro wrestling shows. 
So I would, unfortunately, I hated watching the guys wrestling. It was all the same thing over and over, just a different character, just a different storyline. And you'd have to sit through it all and turn it on and listen to it all day long while you're waiting for that one. And now I actually have a series called FWR Pro Wrestling. And, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And, and I've created that based on that because I remember I sitting love that. there I love that series. watching yeah. all of the male wrestling and then it comes back, back from a commercial and then you hear, ladies and gentlemen, our next event is a female wrestling match. And that's the way I start all of those, that series of my videos. Well, not only that, but you also did something that I think was really cool, where you would shoot it the way that those were shot. So you wouldn't go into the ring. You would shoot it almost like... And actually, it started as a custom. Oh, okay. It started as a custom. A guy sent me, he gave me a YouTube uh, clip of Fabulous Moolah versus... uh, Or no, Judy Martin versus some one of the other ladies that was... Yeah, a pro, but the jobber, you know, Judy, yeah, yeah. Judy was the heel. And he said, here, can you recreate this? And I used Natasha and Tracy Jordan. And we did. We, it took us three fucking hours. To, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, no, I guess I can swear here. Shit. Uh, <laughs> I know you've heard what worse. What the fuck, Rick? <laughs> oh, my God. God damn it. All right, ladies okay, and gentlemen, that's now. the end of tonight's yeah. episode. Uh, I'm going to get this fucking potty mouth out of my... No, so you did... Uh, um, he's just doing anyway, coke. He's just doing a yeah. lot of coke in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> um, we get but, it, you vape. But remember you telling me anyway, about that? So, you actually, but, but yeah, just from we, my perspective, we, you here's you how t- we did. If I, you, yeah, I'm, just I'm saying you emailed me and you were like, <laughs> "We just did this thing, and it was so much fun, and it took us the whole day." Yeah, because they wanted to do it right, and we watched that video. We would watch one minute. They would memorize it. They would practice that minute. And then they would film that minute. And then we'd all go back to the computer because it was YouTube. <laughs> and we'd watch the next minute. And we went back. And it was a 10-minute video. <laughs> a 10-minute match. Three it was hours. hilarious. But it was Ooh. really, it was the start of the whole thing. Uh, but anyway. Um, so, so yeah. So, I never got turned on by watching all the male wrestlers. It was like, God, I wish they would put more female wrestlers in there, you know, and this and that. So it was really interesting to me that oh, when so I'm yeah, online, so I'm even, like... Even seeing the... the oh, I hated the men oh, wrestlers. Yeah. okay. I hated looking at it. It did, did nothing for me. Mm-hmm. And when I was a kid, it was kind of like, oh, that's interesting. But when I found out girls did it, I really didn't give a rat's ass to our guys doing it. Uh, <laughs> but I know all their names. I've seen them all. I bought so many pro wrestling magazines to see that one article about the females... That I had to turn through every page yep. of, of, you know, Nick Bonquinkle and, you know, Aunt George Animal Steel. And Dusty Rhodes, <laughs> yeah. all those guys, yeah. Uh, who I did meet. He was pretty cool. Uh, and Bonnie Blackstone and, uh, anyway, and Jerry Lawler. Mm-hmm. But, um, anyway, the king. I, I digress. Um, those are other stories for another pod. So you did, so you did, uh, so you did some... So here, Global, or was it called Global something? You, you, you went, basically you did some online. Oh, no, yeah, so what happened, so whatever I was looking at at the time, uh, one guy connected with me and said, hey, I'm, he was like doing Summerstock, he was traveling around a little Summerstock theater thing, and he was coming through my area that I was at, and he said, do you want to get together and, and wrestle? And I'm like, oh, gosh, I don't... I don't know, yeah. you know, and I said, I'll tell you what, and I was titillated by it, though. I was kind of like, okay, and we were talking a lot about the fantasy and, and the pro style, and I had, uh, and now was I he, thought... was he gay, or was he just more into he was, fetish? I believe he was gay, yeah. Okay. Because he was, yeah. Um, so, he, he, I said, I'll, I'll do it this way. You come through, 
we'll meet at a, a little restaurant. And I was staying in a hotel at the time for yeah. college. I said, just meet. We'll meet. And um, and I'll talk and then I'll decide. And he said, that's fine with me. No problem. He said, no stress. You know, I know it's your first time. You've never done anything like this before. I said, okay. Well, actually, you know, I, I got went out and got a Speedo. And I bought some black moccasin boots, you know. And and I, I kind of did up a little, little pro wrestling outfit, you know, mm -hmm. that I could use. And I met him, and he, and he was nothing special. He was a paunchy kind of guy, and, and you know, nothing, you know, I'm not turned on, wasn't turned on by guys anyway. I'm not, I should say. And uh, so I, you know, but it was like, we we're talking about having a wrestling match, and, and that fantasy is what kind of cued me in on it. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of went, yeah, okay, come on over. So he did. Now, um, and what I did was, you know, he stayed out in the hotel, in the room, and I went into the bathroom. And I built up in my mind that I was having a wrestling match by putting on the boots and lacing them up and getting myself ready and everything. And, and then I went out, and, and it was just a bed. It was a tiny little room, so it wasn't room to make, like, this big wrestling area. Um, and he was very polite. He was very kind and everything. And we kind of got on the bed and just started grappling around. He had a speedo on and boots, I think, too. And and yeah, it was uh, it was just kind of okay. I, I had like totally zoned myself into a fantasy world where it didn't matter if he was a guy or a girl or a you know whatever. <laughs> um, so, but you know, it was just fun wrestling. And then uh, 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 I remember he was I was on top of him like a crossbody pin kind of thing. And I looked down at his speedo, and he was kind of hard. And mm -hmm. I, I remember saying to myself, because I had seen this in the pictures, the guys grabbing each other's crotches and stuff, and the pictures on the internet. And I went, what the hell? And I, <laughs> and I, I literally, I did that too. That's so, so true. I said, what the hell? And I reached down and I, I grabbed him. And not for hard or for ball busting or anything. I just kind of put my hand on his speedo, his bulge. And... From there on, it really didn't last much longer. Um, yeah. he, he threw me off of him. He jumped on, basically laid across me in the same way, reached down and grabbed me, and then just threw me. I mean, he didn't pull out my dick or anything, mm. but he just started just rubbing like crazy. Rub, 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 rub. And I came like a motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> More than I have ever in my life. It was just like the fantasy. The whole thing just... Blew like away in my mind. Well, you're um, also dealing. You're with you're, you're with was, somebody yeah, was who uh, was totally also into the the same thing that you were. So it's it's not it's a different thing than like oh I'm I'm with a session wrestler. Mm -hmm. This is somebody who's actually who's actually into the same into it fantasy. Yeah, yeah. and um, and I that was yeah. From there it was you know if I can find guys that will that want to wrestle for the fun of it. Uh, then I will, as long as they'll let me. As long as we get into the fantasy of the thing, you know, yeah, you're not looking for like grappling, or, right, right, or actual. Um, what, what do they yeah. call it? I mean, you're not looking for sex, right? You're looking for the fantasy. Well, I won't say like sex in the re, in the. Reality I'm thinking of in terms of or, like like you know. Yeah. I mean, I guess there's a difference between masturbation and sex, like or like what do they call it? Uh, just someone manipulating your, your genitalia with their hand as opposed to, like, you know, penetration. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah, and I do have my line, my, my, my Everyone's got their limit. limits, yeah. 
and I've told people, you know, I'm, I'm, I've actually, uh, I have a, a male, male wrestling site that I haven't done for the videos for, for a long, long time. But uh, through that, I've got a lot of fans mm -hmm. of, the, of the gay world that really enjoy me. And they still, you know, talk about, oh, I love your videos and this and that. Do you usually um, do these in the ring too? or, or? Uh, When I started, with, when I finally got to the ring, yeah, I've, I did a bunch of them in the mm -hmm. ring. But prior to that, I, I did a bunch in apartments. And, bedrooms. You know, and bedrooms and, rooms. and stuff okay. like that. And I would dom I always ended up dominating in those because I called. I said always oh, at the end I say because it's my site, <laughs> <laughs> and it was all fantasy. You know, we'd always pre pro. You know, there was never anything sexual in that, or not <laughs> sexual, but but yeah, we fondled, we grabbed. It was made, it was you know, sexy, not sexual, right, or whatever yeah, you want to call it. We didn't pull yeah. pull body parts out, or so no nudity. Right, exactly. Okay. Um, so anyway, like I said, and I've told many like gay guys that have that have contacted me that want to wrestle, or even straight guys, or there are straight guys that do this too. Um, I tell them I'm I don't consider myself gay. Uh, I don't look at a guy walking down the street and say, hmm, he's got a nice you know blah blah yeah, blah, yeah, yeah. or I'd love to get. Why would I like right to have right, sex with but, that gentleman? You know, um, or even wrestle. I mean, I don't even look at a guy going, I want to wrestle him. Uh, it's the fantasy that is created once both of us are talking about it, you know. Well, there's and also the, I'm, I'm, I don't want to speak for you, but I'm assuming the fact that this person that you've never met before suddenly shares a lot of the same viewpoints you do mm -hmm. on that particular exactly. fetish yeah. is a turn on, but it's also a reason to move forward mm -hmm. as opposed to yeah. just somebody on the street. Like it, it can't just be somebody you point to somebody and, you know, if you, you can see a beautiful girl walking on the street and like, man, I would love to wrestle her. And then she's like, wrestling? Ew. And then you're suddenly like, all right, no, mm -hmm. I don't. Because <laughs> right, you're, exactly. yeah, you're like, if you're not into it, I'm not into it. So I understand it. Mm -hmm. I, I totally get it. And like, I, I applaud you for, for talking about it because it, it's, on this, it, well, now in this day and age, you know, you're living in a world where this is not taboo at all. Right, right. Which is great. Think about yeah. you trying to tell the story back in the, you know. Oh, God. Back in the 50s, 60s, if you were mm -hmm. born in the 30s, you know, talking well, about wanting. No, no, no. I'm saying if you had been born <laughs> in the 30s and you're trying to tell the story in the 50s and 60s right. to anybody, you would yeah. you would be ostracized. Yeah. People, yeah. yeah. Now someone's going. Oh, the like, internet has opened up the world. Yeah. To like, okay, maybe that's not so bad. You can tell somebody at a party now, and they'd be like, cool. You know. Well, I find it interesting that your podcasts, you know, the majority of them are the 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 females talking about their fetishes. Yeah. Um, whereas. You know, before the internet, women didn't have fetishes. Mm -hmm. well, they did, but they wouldn't. They wouldn't talk it. about it. But nowadays, we do find that they do. You know, mm -hmm. now granted, I'm using models that I'm cre they're creating a fetish by wrestling in my scripted There's... videos. And nine out of ten, ninety nine, ninety five percent of them are only doing it because it's making them money and it's fun to yeah, do. Yeah, it's fun. But there are five percent that I've worked with that are like, this is, yeah, this can is I more than that fun. girl? You know? Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> let me let me offer this as a counter, not a counterpoint, but like just a viewpoint, and and let me know what you think, and then we'll move on to how you started your site because oh, yeah. I do want to get into the, the the particulars of that, but. One of the things I have noticed doing this podcast is that a lot of the the ladies that we have on the the podcast they really don't they don't have particular they can't really point to anything in particular as their fetish you know something that has to be present in order for them to 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 have a full sexual experience. Um, men, on the other hand, are different creatures. I mean, it, it, you know, 
you and I can both say that I'd say a good 90%, 95%, 96% of our fans are going to be male. Um, there's, there's, there's some women out there who do purchase from me and, and they find it sexy and I think that's fantastic. But I don't fool myself into thinking there's more than that. Um, but I thought it was interesting that, you know, here you are doing sessions and you're meeting these, these beautiful female wrestlers and they're doing it because it's good money and also because they get to have fun role playing and stuff like that, but it's not their fetish. But the moment you found out that there were men into this, you just typed in male wrestling personals and then suddenly pfft, mm-hmm. there's a whole website. Yeah. And so I think it's very interesting uh, how different we are gendered, like, you know, male versus female. Men are just, oh, just been predisposed to just zero in on certain things in such a way that, that women have not. Um, I found it very interesting that I actually was, was able to create a website, have male wrestling, um, and, and it sold. And I made a lot of money off of those videos when you can actually go on anywhere and everybody all these guys are sharing their videos because they just think it's so cool yeah you know it's all over youtube it's all over everywhere they're not selling them for some reason people would still buy them from me where they could go and get them free anywhere they want because well i'm assuming you, you have know, probably better i think what i was doing was just a little different yeah. you probably also had better camera quality and, and like you know lighting and you had a ring well, a lot of it was yeah yeah, that's true. <laughs> anyway, but but yeah, it was interesting. But it's also it that's, that's the other thing is is there's a lot of that um, the voyeur uh, fetish versus mm-hmm. the uh, exhibitionist, and a lot of these guys probably were like, I want people to see me, you know, wrestle, or I want people yeah. to see me lose, or they want me to see me win, or whatever, or get humiliated or dominate. Um, same thing with with you know a lot of female characters in wrestling. But like, yeah, going back to that, I just think it's very interesting that. Um, the way the male brain is kind of like engineered, like we just tend to, to glom onto things a little more intensely. So uh, when I ask a lot of uh, female um, models that come through uh, what their fetishes are, it's hard for them to say because you're just like, I don't think I have a fetish, but mm-hmm. I do like this, 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 and that. Whereas if you talk to one of our fans who happens to be male, like, what's your fetish? It's like, pantyhose. And they have to be worn with a black suit, and it has to be July, and anytime after 3 p.m., you know? And, and so we, as men, have like these very exacting brains, um, whereas uh, not but so much on the other side of the gender. But in, Yeah, I, I, I agree. What I've found interesting in my own regards to this whole fetish is that it, isn't, it started out where I thought it was exacting. It yeah. was like, I like female wrestling. Now being fifty nine years old, I'm going. Man, it has always it's been so much more than that. You know, it's evolved. Yeah, it's turned into to other things. So let's move on to um, how you started your site. Um, you you know you you seen this uh, this creeper sleeper kid uh, <laughs> online, and he has yeah. Because when I first started, uh, some of you may know I didn't have my own material, so I just basically kind of. Um, asked other producers to to let me put their stuff up. Uh, other other stuff I just put up because I thought it was cool looking. Um, it didn't even occur to me that uh, that you know there could be copyright issues. And then later on, other producers contacted me and they were like, "Hey man, you at least you 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 let people know you know where the photo came from." And I got some sales off of it. Uh, but I didn't think of, of doing my own stuff till till a little bit later. So what made you? What, you know, at what point did you say, "Okay, I'm going to do this"? Back when 
the apartment wrestling apartment house wrestling series was being done on those magazines mm-hmm. I thought that was the coolest job in the world is to get girls because it was obvious that they were posing the girls and then writing these crazy stories um, but I thought that would be such a fun thing to do you know and because I love it so much you know I would love to do it so I, I was kind of held that in the back of my head that it would be fun to have a camera and do this well, then after I, you know, I got talking with you, you you were big on the Yahoo Messenger at that point, and you love, and you still do, you like people to tell you how great you are. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> it's always, always like, how did I do this? How well, there's more to it like than that. that. No, right? it's all, you're very shallow, and it's very understandable. Um, but <laughs> I like, I, you know what, the, I, I, do, I did. No, you did like to talk to people. I like to like, keep, I like, I'd like to, to keep contact with the fans in case, mm-hmm. you, you know, at first I did it because I was like, if somebody has a problem with the download, and I didn't yeah. download, but if someone has a problem with the website and wants to just talk about you know the wrestling stuff I'm always available mm-hmm. and uh, and yeah so that's, that's kind of how that started but I, I loved you know and you know at the time I was single and I was like alone at home a lot so I'm like it was nice to just be able to talk to people about you know the stuff that I was shooting and get some feedback right but and you I, were one of those people so you, you contacted yeah, so we me were, one we day out of the blue yeah chit chatting and stuff and and um, and after I made so, you tell me how great I am <laughs> It's like, a, it's like a Trump cabinet meeting. <laughs> oh, God, it's an yes. honor, sir. Yes. I praise your worthy name. I praise name. your name. Uh, uh, I wanted Where? everybody at the end of that meeting to all go, Oh, <laughs> Where's your wife? Is she? I haven't seen her in weeks. <laughs> but continue. <laughs> and we digress. And we digress. Um, anyway, so uh, I got divorced <laughs> and uh, got like, you know... Um, it was kind of funny. I ended up going bankrupt after that. But um, I, when you get divorced, the banks, the back in the day, would we were talking ten years ago, uh, love to send you checks, and they would and uh, they would send you a check for three thousand dollars and say, here, cash this, and and. And then once you cash it, all you got to do is pay them back, you know, like a little loan. Oh, was, I see. I see. And, I was if, like, wait a second, if what? You, <laughs> if you cash that bank, Capital One was big for it. So it was like, if you cash it, then then they say, great, we hope you're enjoying the money. If you come down to the special office, you can come and sit down and talk to us. And we'll give you even more money if you sign up for a certain type of deal. Ah, son of a bitch. Yeah. But I was—I had no money. I had nothing. I was kind of left with a bunch of bills, and I did it. You know, figuring, okay, I, I'm working. You know, I was working at the time as a teacher, and, and no big deal. Well, I took some of that money, and I found a couple of uh, <coughs> strippers in a, a little country strip club, and talked them into posing for some photos, some wrestling moves, mm-hmm. and uh, and so I rented a hotel, and they came over, and you know, I, I paid them. <laughs> Uh, a lot of money, let's say. I don't, who cares? I paid each one of them three hundred dollars to to let me take pictures of them. Son of a bitch. Yeah. Um, Which back in those days was like eight thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> but I really wanted to do it, and I was just blowing my money. I didn't, you know, I, didn't, I had nothing to live for. <laughs> but it was fun, and but it, well, it really was, and I got really good pictures. And they're like on still on my website, the very first photo stories I ever did. 
and I, I did like two different photo stories and then I did a little boxing thing and, and I got a lot of content from those photos because as I said earlier, my, I wanted to have a website where I sold photos. Yeah. And so I caught, took a bunch of nice pictures. Well, I was still, and then I, I, you know, I got all these pictures and I started looking into how to find, make a website. Well, Yahoo actually, you, it was Yahoo Small Business. You could actually sign up on that and they would give you a special tool for creating a website, which is a cut and paste kind of thing. It was very easy to do, very simple. And I figured it all out and I started a website and I decided to call it Thumb Wrestling Rooms mm -hmm. because I kind of saw the internet as a bunch of little rooms. When you click, you go to another room and that's that's why I called it that. And I probably could have done that better. But No, it's a know, great name. <laughs> I hope so. Nobody's yeah, ever mean, said why, so <laughs> I just let it go. Um, and then... It didn't even occur to me to think that Sleeper Kids World could be isolated into like Sleeper Kids... There's kids, oh, yeah. you know, and, and I remember getting that once. Someone was just like, are there kids on this site? And I'm like, no, it's, it's, it's sleeper. I'm sleeper kid. It's my world. It's like Frank Sinatra. You know, it's, it's his world. We're just living in it. Uh, <laughs> they didn't get that. No, Femme Wrestling Rooms always had a really good ring to it. Um, so, yeah. So then I, uh, I we, you and I were chatting um, and I said, hey, you know, I, I took these pictures. Because you would always like send me like a shit ton of photos and yeah it would be so much that we'd have to stop and reload mm -hmm. because it would always clog up the yahoo <laughs> messenger and uh but i sent you the picture the pictures of what i did and you were very complimentary you said i'll tell you what and you had at this point had, had um, moved into creating videos and yeah. photos and stuff like that um you were still very early along with it but you were doing a lot of photo things too uh, with Anne Marie and, and um, yeah. a lot of the girls. Um, Angelina and those yeah, girls. Uh, which I thought were really awesome. So I was kind of, you know, excited when you said, well, send me about 20 of the pictures and I'll put them on my site because I would love to, you know, and I can mention, you know, from your site and link it to your new site. And I did, and you put them up there and they're still on your site way back on like, oh, yeah. page three or something like that. And, uh, and boom, and... You had already had a very large following, in my opinion. So, because of that, all of your fans immediately started watching my site. Because my pictures were, I, I won't deny it, they were good. I thought they were pretty awesome. No, they were really and good. Fun, for for fun your first pictures. try, they were really great. Yeah, and I bought a cheap camera and everything, but it just thought it all worked out just lucky. And um, so, I, yeah, so I was like, this is fun. I uh, put it all together. You advertised it for me, which gave me a quick little fan base. The problem was I couldn't get the girls back again to do more because uh, I had paid them so much. Now, one of the girls was understanding. She knew. You know, she wasn't a dummy. She said, yeah, no problem. I'll, I'm, I know we'll have to do it cheaper next time. You know, but it's great. I had fun with it. Well, we couldn't get anybody else to do it. Um, and then I, they both, like, kind of, they left the club. So I, I lost touch. And then shortly thereafter, about four or five months later, I moved to Phoenix. To, I got a job down there. And so my site really didn't go anywhere for uh, a good eight months, nine months, almost a year almost. Um, but everybody kept watching it. And I kept kind of monkeying with stuff. So I changed it. I tried a little photo video story mm -hmm. with the photos or, you know, slideshows or whatever. I was playing with all those little pictures I took the whole time. And then I got down to Phoenix and I 
did a Craigslist ad for girls and and blah blah blah. And a girl named the first girl that connected, that answered the ad was a girl named Summer, who's a busty blonde. If you look on my site way back, she's a pretty girl, very nice and very pleasant. And she would always show up, but then the other girls that would say they were going to come wouldn't show up. So I always ended up with Summer there in my apartment. Mm. And we became, you know, good friends. And so we'd do things like I'd do a photo of just her, like, punching at the camera. Yeah, or, yeah. or we'd do little videos of her beating me up or something. Uh, and, you know, and then it kind of grew. Then a couple other girls did finally answer and show up at the same time. And they did some stuff. And... You know, and it was this and that. Now, I did realize right away that people weren't buying fo- photos. They wanted mm. they wanted a video. They wanted videos, yeah. So I did like one or two really bad videos <laughs> that I thought were, and they were really bad because uh, I had a real cheap little camera and everything. Um, and I didn't even know what to tell the girls to do, you know. So we, but we did one. There's one that's Summer versus Angel mm-hmm. that is really bad, but people still buy it. And, yep. You know, and I think it's people like to go back and see the beginnings of what Femme Wrestling Rooms was, and it's kind of that fun thing. Yeah, and sometimes guys just um, even the it could have been one of those things where like someone maybe that was their first real video they ever saw was that that particular that's true yeah we all have those old magazines i found them online yeah the pictures and it's like you'll go back to them yeah yeah, you will flock back back to that particular shoot Mm -hmm. i mean there's stuff that i remember i i started watching from i think it was like double trouble like their early years like uh or mid early years i don't know because they've been around for a while (laughs) but like stuff like early you know women like francesca lay and like uh eve ellis and stuff like that it was just really not the best videos but because they were in them and they looked so great and they just they they did you could tell they were just they were they were acting their asses off they really wanted to give a good performance even though it seemed like whatever they were shooting i don't know it didn't seem like they were gelling but yeah sometimes mm-hmm. i'll go back and be like oh mine was golden girls golden girls yeah came See, the I, first videos it was always golden girls for mm-hmm. me maybe then sweetheart productions but their quality was pretty bad yeah uh, but uh but golden girls was mine my big one uh, anyway, so then, yeah, I, uh, what what kicked my side off video-wise was a young lady that you trained and r- recruited and trained by the name of Helena. Mm-hmm. And Helena came, she at one point moved out to California. Yeah. And you had told her, go visit Rick in Phoenix. And, and because of that, she came through and I did, and she actually kind of trained me how to do videos in reality interesting you know so I did a couple I had a couple of custom and I was already getting custom video orders so they wanted her to do like you know stuff with Angel and and um, and she did and and she would kind of cue me on things like I think the first sleeper hold she did to Elaine or to Angel Angel went out like boom <laughs> like really quick and and Helena said Really? <laughs> and I wasn't even smart enough to stop filming. I just kind of let it go. But in my mind, I'm going, yeah, I could have made that last longer. I yeah, should, right? Next yeah. time. You know, so a lot of my videos uh, are like that. So I'm learning from what she's saying during her videos. Oh, man. She's, <laughs> so, she's so and, cool. Yeah, and she came through several times. And, and, you know, I love her to death. She was she was instrumental in showing me. And then also me, con- you know, communicating with you a lot. You told me a lot of 
good insights of how to make a cut and move to the other side and start again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, all those little things that you don't think about. Um, but I did know that I wanted, from what I remembered seeing of the Golden Girls and the Double Trouble and the, any of the little videos that I ever bought that looked really good, I always was frustrated because the cameras weren't in the right place to mm. see the reactions. You yeah. Know? They're yeah. usually outside the ring or out on this one side of the mat. And the girls are doing all their stuff and they're doing a great job. But they're looking away from the camera or the hold is like on the opposite side against the wall. Ooh. or You know, and, and, and that was really a big thing for me was that's why I get in the ring. And that's why you're on the mat. And, uh, you know, I want the 360. I want to get around. I want the viewer to feel like they're seeing everything. And not missing because, the first time you know. I the first time I shot in a ring, um, um, God, it was a long time ago. I think it, it was one. I think it was Fantasy's ring, uh, or, or maybe I'm trying to think which ring it was. But uh, Fantasy, who's that real dark one up north? That you yeah, to drive like yeah. two hours. Oh to yeah, get to Fantasy or had a ring up in Dalton, Georgia, which was yeah. like you said, it was like about two hours away, um, give or take. But uh, the guy who ran it, uh, fucking beautiful man named Doug Watkins, he didn't charge me a dollar. He was just like. Jeez. I just, I just think it's cool that you shoot this. And I was like, well, let me pay you something, man. And he was just like, man, you can pay me like, you know, electronic, like uh, electrical bills. And I'm like, okay, how much is it for like a full day? And he's like, 60 bucks. I'm like, come on, let me give you more than that. He never accepted more than that. He's like, give me 60 bucks. I'll pay the electric. Just have at it. And he would open his room to me. And so we started shooting in there. And the first thing that shocked, I think, Fantasy and a few other pro wrestlers uh, people like Trinisha and and uh, and Fantasia and, and and you know even girls that, that I was working with locally like you know Sapphire and Devin was that I wanted to be in the ring with them mm-hmm. and they're like why you know they just shoot it from outside and I'm like there's something about those ropes isolating you from the action and I said here's what I'm gonna do I'm gonna stand in this corner keep the action to these three corners mm-hmm. and I will just follow you and if I need to move in I'll move in if, I'll, if, you, if you're gonna drop somebody in a body slam I'll move out of the way and for some reason I was like this is not gonna work this is fucking crazy mm-hmm. and then the moment we started we started shooting in that that fashion it worked mm-hmm. and, and and people were sending me emails going like I've never seen a, a female wrestling match that was huge ring though, wasn't it? That was like it was good... no, that was like a twelve footer. It was no. even that, yeah. Oh, it was teeny, dude. It was teeny. It had some tape in the middle. And your camera had a wide angle. Now the one you're talking about is the one I think you're absolutely right about. Actually, the one you're talking about is the one that's less than forty minutes away. Like was, two rings or something. They had like six like, rings yeah, in yeah, one yeah. room. Now that was a fucking. That was oh, like okay. a sixteen to eighteen. I thought that was huge. Yeah. That's the one. Okay, you're absolutely right because that's the one where we had Serena wrestle fantasy. We had yeah. Vivian, Eliza, you know, Letitia. That was a huge ring, and that was some amazing... But I was in that ring, and a lot of people still said, like, I've never seen something mm-hmm. shot inside of a ring. Um, but, yeah, that was, a, that was just a quick little tangent. But, yeah, going no, back to that. It is true. The funny story is that uh, I do know that, like, I'm going to get in the ring, because it's scripted. That's, that's why I want to do scripted. Exactly. Because you can script it and know where to be with the camera, and the girls know where you're going to be. But... But there have been videos where I've had some pro wrestlers in, you know, like Vanessa Harding and some other pro, Mystique or whatever. And I'll say, okay, or Helena Heavenly. Oh, yeah. You know, She's awesome. Say, okay, you guys just put on a match, you know, go back and forth, and then you end up winning and blah, blah, blah. And then I'll stay, and then I have to stay outside the ring. Because uh... if they're making it up like pro wrestlers do in a real pro wrestling match, 
they're talking or they're they're they know each other's moves and if i'm in the way i'm fucked uh, so I, I will stay out in those few videos i've done like that there was one i did with a, a, a wrestler named mariah versus uh mystique i think it was and i was standing on the ring apron against the ropes and she, and mystique grabbed mariah took her to the far end slingshot you know going for a clothesline oh shit well she did and <laughs> they don't mess around when they do pro wrestlers do that stuff and she hit those ropes with her back and i'm against those ropes it slingshotted me out of the ring <laughs> onto the floor i stayed on and my ring isn't that high it's like two i know feet, i know so but that's so i funny. stayed on my feet and kept filming i didn't do anything and i'm thinking you know when i look at this later it's going to look so bad because the cameras... But I guess I have a really good anti-shake or I did a really good job mm -hmm. holding that camera. You couldn't even tell that I got thrown off the ring. It was Jeez. really funny. Anyway, um, so so yeah, that was... Helena was instrumental in getting me going on all that stuff and I moved into you know doing uh, more and more stuff. It grew and grew. I had more, more girls coming and going. Your help, your mm -hmm. assistance and putting it all... You know, helping me with certain things. I think the, the, the only, it's not a regret, but it was tricky for me to train my fans that I was not an offshoot of Sleeper Kids World mm -hmm. because of you first posting my pictures. Yeah. And then Helena coming through, who was a Sleeper Kids girl. And then you and Devin coming in, you know, later on. And oh, then, yeah, that was fun too. You know, a lot of, a lot of the, the Sleeper Kid girls were doing stuff with me. Um, and it took a long time, but I honestly think that I've, you know, I know that I've finally got to a point where I am who I am and I do what I do yeah. in a different way, but in the same, you know, it's, we all kind of do our own thing. Uh, I think I mentioned in our earlier podcast that like a jazz musician, you emulate somebody when you're younger uh, and you try to follow that pattern, but then you morph into, you know, you branch out into your own stuff. You start improvising. You know? And... Um... No, that makes total sense. Uh, which was what I was hoping was going to happen because, like, I didn't want people to think that you know we were doing the same stuff. And for a while, it it, it seemed kind of like we were because you hadn't right. you hadn't gotten your ring yet. Um, I I was shooting in and out of mats in the ring. We were doing the same thing. I, uh, but then you started really branching out and, and finding your niche, or, or mm -hmm. actually different. Is it niche or niche? I keep saying that. But uh, you found several of them. So like one of the things that you started doing that, that really carved you out was like the boxing stuff. Um, yeah. You started leaning heavily into the, 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 uh, the fantasy female boxing. Mm -hmm. And then you did a lot of the POV boxing where yeah. like it was a lot of girls that were either getting beat up or you were, they were beating the camera up, mm -hmm. um, which no one was really delving into it at that time. Right. Um, and so that's when I started noticing like, okay, Rick's finding his groove. To, you know. It was so funny. I, I really would love if anybody can, any of the fans can, you know, have been fans of point of view fighting or boxing. Mm -hmm. It's big now. I mean, it's like everybody's doing it. Yeah. Uh, my first time I ever did it, I had no clue that people were actually doing it. Like I said, with Summer, when she first came around the first year of my site, I actually had her do some punching toward the camera, you know. Uh, but then it would have been maybe two years later. So we're talking about eight years ago. Yeah. Um, when a customer said they like there was a really beautiful young lady named Zoe on my site, and someone wanted me wanted her to box them, you know, 
and I was like, really? really? You know, POV. So yeah. just and wasn't even. I don't even think he called it a POV at the time. You know, he just said he would like it look to look like she was trying to throw punches at him, mm-hmm. and and he was into different boxing gloves. So you know, have her wear this pair at this point, and oh, that pair at the other point. I think you remember you telling me and, about this clip. Yeah. So I was like, that's really intriguing. I think I can get creative about this, and and sure enough, you know, filmed my first point of view uh, with just having her punch at the camera and yeah. I, you know I, mine kind of gets set apart a little bit by the way I do it and the reactions I do with the camera I mean we have gone to the point now where it's I have a wonderful person a customer who has actually become a good friend who scripts 90% of all my point of views nowadays uh, and he puts intense storylines like Van, uh, Jacqueline just did one oh yeah the vampire, vampire. And, uh, you know, he gets really involved and he buys all these costumes and special props and, excuse me, and he, uh, so it's created, my point of views now have actual deep stories, yeah. you know. That's and, good, that's uh, good. And, to, and then I've gotten into, like, wrestling. So, I mean, I, I've, I can be clotheslined off the rope. I get thrown into corners and body splashed. I, you know, all kinds of, we're doing it all, head scissors and and everything with the, with the point of view. So it's gotten quite involved. And that's another thing that you've also, uh, I mean, I wouldn't say corner the market in because it, there's a lot of it out there. It, it's, it's the femdom, like um, male losing to a female, but a lot of it being POV. Uh, but you're also doing wrestling moves. You're mm-hmm. doing grappling moves. You're not just doing getting punched in the face, you know, POV. Right. Or whatever. A lot of companies do that and they do it well. But like you, yeah, you've made it very interesting. Like uh, uh, that's another thing I think that you started um, carving out another niche for, which was like the feminine or the, the female domination on males. But you're doing it with your own twist. It's not just uh, another video by like I don't even know the name of the site. I'm not going to name the site. But you know, the, the, there's like six companies out there right now that they just do like here's a guy, and there's going to be a girl who's going to just put him in neck scissors for like you know. 30 yeah, minutes yeah, yeah. and then mm-hmm. it, it doesn't have that repetitiveness it doesn't have that uh, stale quality to it it feels very fresh it feels very I don't know yeah. I feel, it feels like you're oh, really God, I mean if you just look at the amount of videos I've done with Becca mm-hmm. my star <laughs> and um, the amount of point of views we've done together it's it's still sweet little cute co-ed blonde Becca but each one of them has a different story, has a different life to it. Yeah, you know, a different heartbeat, and and it is. It's interesting that it can still be done that way. You know, but you're also, like I said, you're putting your own twist on it. You're not just having uh, a guy getting, you know, neck scissor, body scissor by mm-hmm. a, a teeny tiny girl for like thirty minutes, and all he just does is lay there and go uh, and turn red. You're, you're throwing in storylines. You have like you know completely different well, characters. You know, it all morphs together from that been my word of the night. Yeah, morph but, <laughs> <laughs> uh, into like if I'm being in, in a head scissor, I have the girl actually put me in a head scissor and I hold the camera over mm-hmm. top of it, and and but at my free hand, I'm always slapping on the leg or pulling, and there's that jiggly thigh thing going, ah. or the jiggly butt depending on you know, uh, and and so ah. I, it creates the realism. Of me, you know, smacking at it or pulling or digging my fingers in and stuff. So it shows. I think that makes it more interesting than just a camera 
posted, you know, over top of two well, girls or two legs together. But it's also it's also the setting. I mean, you have a ring setting. Well, yeah, that helps. Which is a huge. You know, it's it's a it's an amazing thing. Like I said, I I I, I love you and I hate you because of that ring. Because I, I see oh, that yeah. ring. I'm like, man. So fuck. you you do different things. You want a ring for a certain. Yeah. You know, when I bought my ring. And I always wanted a ring. I, that was way back before I even started fem wrestling. Back in my fetish days of, or well, it's still a fetish day, but mm-hmm. uh, back before any of this started, and it was just a fetish for me, the ring was the biggest yep. thing. The biggest fetish. And I finally got to a place down in, uh, I think the first one would have been Fort Lauderdale where they have Woman's World or whatever, but they would give session allow session wrestling in there. And they had a little kind of a fake rest, a ring set up. Okay. Just going in, I actually did one session in the leather and lace up in in Chicago area, um, where they had a ring. Just being in a ring, the yes, ropes, completely that field. was, and, and yeah, I'm going to go way back to the fact of those, those guys, Bruno Zamartino and all those guys when I was a little kid watching the wrestling on TV. The ropes, especially when there was girls in those rings, yeah, the ropes are so thin and they're not really, they're just something that they bounce off or they get trapped in. Girls always got their heads and their arms trapped in the ropes, yeah. so they were helplessly hanging off the ropes. Um, but um, the ropes to me were a, a big part of it. It's like you're trapped, yeah, because you're. You know, now you can't get out. Even <laughs> it's kind of a strange little thing. It's well, I mean, it's, it also keys into the idea of, of the immobilization and like mm-hmm. uh, of bondage. I mean, so when I got yeah, when I got my ring, I was just kind of I got it because I wanted it for the prop. Yeah, I didn't get it because I wanted to do pro wrestling. None at all. You know, and you can tell that from my site that I'm doing it because it's a prop and it, it adds that element. Hey, I'm glad you didn't ropes. go that route because then I would be pissed. I'd be like, fuck, now I like. <laughs> Now I've got to fucking find a way to, 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 to fight back against uh, the fact that he's doing pro wrestling in oh a beautiful ring. Because uh, it is a beautiful ring. And that's another thing I think that differentiates your POV videos from uh, from other companies is that you do have that you have that bright light. You have the crisp white balance and like colors are popping or, you know, the suits are, are looking good. Like mm-hmm. the camera angles are great. Oh, yeah, back in my day of fantasizing about wrestling with a girl in a ring, if there were point of view videos, high quality nowadays, and I could watch a video with a girl standing in that far corner, going, "Come on, let's wrestle." Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that would be it. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah. But now you're able to do it, and which yeah. is which is beyond fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, so now we're we're at your. I mean, now we're we're. Where we are, we we are where you're at now, which is you know uh, producing your own uh, particular, uh, I guess fetish. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you have oh, your yeah. own, you have your own corners that you you explore and like you you've you've done done it in such a way where no one else is really out there like really really doing it. And so that's I think the key to your success is that you've created these subgenres that you've explored uh, with your own roster and well, like. Here's what I did. Yeah. What I think in my mind is that back before the internet, I thought I was all alone with my fetish for wrestling. Mm-hmm. Be it against, well, before the internet, it was all girls. Um, I had that fetish. Now, I have taken that fetish and all the different variations of it, and, and now I'm sharing that fetish with everybody in the world through my videos and 
and I also think that the one of the reasons for the success of it is that although I always felt like nobody else had my little fetish millions and millions of people did have that fetish yes, so they now they're seeing my fetish which is their fetish come to life in a video you know? yeah and um that was deep <laughs> well you know the 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 other thing i think that really makes um for a good company is you've got to and i've said this before with other um uh, people that I was interviewing for this podcast but like you got if you really want to be good at this you've got to like it even if it's just a little bit um uh, Jacqueline you know my, my beautiful wife uh she understands <gasps> you're the, married I know right damn sorry ladies so it, I understand she understands <laughs> the fetish come out right I was, <laughs> I, was, I was going damn because I want Jackie not because not oh, I want you that's alright no you're you're, uh, <laughs> you're with everyone else um but uh, no, there's uh, there's something about the sleepy fetish that Jacqueline understands on a very basic and visceral level that allows her to really like write amazing stories, think of great ideas, and even be. I mean, before I came along, she was doing stuff that I was a fan of. Mm-hmm. I was I was ordering her videos, mm-hmm. and you know, when I told her that, like, I remember we were like a couple of months in their relationship, and I was like, you know, I bought your videos, right? And she's like, I know your name. I, I look, she's like, I looked back. I looked at the at the sales records. I know that you bought my videos. And I was thinking, just like kind of maybe you like 20 years ago may have thought like, is this is this bad? Should I be ashamed of this? And she was just like, no, you. this is what you, you dig. Sleepy, you dig, dig wrestling, you dig female combat. Uh, I do too. But Jacqueline approaches it from a more psychological level. Like it's not her personal fetish, but she really gets it. Mm-hmm. And she does enjoy it. Like on a like the same way, it's like it's the role playing of it, the, the the being creative is so great for her that it shows when you see the finished product, and that's the same way your videos mm-hmm. come across. It's like this isn't just some guy going, "All right, well we're good. we got a, we got a script." Um, I don't know. This weirdo wants neck scissors. <laughs> uh, uh, what's a sleeper hold? Sleeper hold? What is that? Is that when you just... I don't know. Anyway, so we're going to do that. Uh, you girls just put on... I don't care what kind. Whatever. Um, and then they just they just do it because they think it's like an assembly line. It's yeah. going to be like, I'm going to shoot this. I'm going to put it out. It's going to make me money. You and I and Jacqueline and other producers that are really good at this, um, we, we we are good, I think, because we do genuinely find the sexy in it. We, 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 mm-hmm. we enjoy it. Oh, yeah. On yeah. a personal level. Yeah. And so... And then to... to, to... I think a good videographer is realizing that there are many different fetishes going on in a wrestling yep. video. Big time. So I honestly, I know guys like foot feet. Yeah. You know, and some of my girls have cute little feet. I have to admit, you know. And so even if it's not part of the custom, or part of you know what what the person wants, or the video shot, I'm yeah. putting to do, when the girls lay in there unconscious at the end of the video, or has lost the match or something, and I'm doing the slow pan of the body. I'm going to make sure that I get a real good shot at the bare feet, mm-hmm. you know, the bottom of their feet, and then then slide up their body, you know, uh, or anywhere throughout the video that um, uh, I can find, like, this is something that there's this certain fetish is going to really dig. Yeah. I'll accentuate that on my camera. I still think that one of my successes is because I was so into photos when I was a kid, or younger, or whatever, uh, into those magazine photos, that when I videotape, there is a button on our camera. You've got the same camera as I do where you can take a photo 
as you're filming, right? Yeah. A little screenshot kind of thing. And I I don't do it that often because it kills the battery. To yeah, that's what I was going to say. It really does kill the fucking battery. <laughs> but, um, the first time I did it, my battery was gone like in 20 minutes. But I take my videos like I'm taking a picture. If there's that beautiful shot shot low at the, at the ring base at the mat of the girl camel clutching the other girl and it's a side view and it's all the black, beautiful white in the background of the wall and you get the silhouette kind of of the girl. I'll hesitate there a little bit because I see a picture. Mm -hmm. I don't just see, okay, I'm just going to film this part of it I and that part thing. of it. Yeah, so a video to me is a set of beautiful photos. Um, well, yeah. when I when I instruct um, my models to do a move, uh, for example, let's say, <coughs> I don't know, something simple like the Boston Crab. Mm -hmm. I always say, like, we, we want to make this last a good 30, 40 seconds. Mm -hmm. uh, as long as you're comfortable, are you okay with it? We practice it. The girl's okay with it. Let me, give me 40 seconds because I'm going to do a legs. I'm going to get your feet. I'm going to get your face. I'm going to get a side view. I'm going to go around and I'm going to mm -hmm. get the other girl bending back. I'm going to get these different angles before I come to you and I'll give you a thumbs up and then you can tap out. Mm -hmm. Or if I give you a thumbs up, the other girl can switch it to a different move. Um, but you're right. There, You have to be a good... That really did help you, I think, being a fan of photography. Mm -hmm. uh, and I was too. Even when I was younger, watching movies, I was a huge movie buff. I would stage my movies the way that, that I would think these directors would stage their, their films. You know, like, okay, we have two girls. you got to fill the screen with, with, with them. You can't just be standing in a corner, you know, what, what seems like miles away, trying to capture stuff. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's one of the things that really has, like, I mean, I've watched some of your videos where I'm just like, wow, the whites are white, the, the, the red, the blue, the suits, the, you know, everything just pops on, on camera. And, uh, and it didn't I, happen overnight. I'll try no, 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 it didn't happen to me. I mean, I have some of my, my, oh my God, it looks like dude, some of my best videos and they're so dark. My old videos look like uh, they're shot. Like it's like the inside of a papaya. It's just like, before I even knew what a white balance card was. Yeah. I think one of your even favorites, after took me one of your favorites, Serena was in a video with, with little genie called the teacher. It was like her first video and I, I can't fix it. I go back and I try to redo it. But it's just orange. It's orange. The whole video is fucking orange. It still sells like crazy because people love to see her when she yeah. started. But I, I kept trying to do color correction and it's just the video is just like, dude, this looks, like, yeah, this is, <laughs> this is really bad. But, um, but, um, but yeah, so let's move on to kind of the minutiae. I actually, uh, let me see. There's a, uh, what was that? College word. Minutiae. Minutia. I don't even know what that means. Uh, the little things. Um, something to do with Chinese food. So, oh God, what is going on? Oh, we have a couple of questions actually from <gasps> fans. Let's see here. Oh, this is good. Hold on, let me go to the actual message. Oh, who are your favorite? Wait. Oh, it says since you guys are sitting together. Since you guys are sitting together, who are your favorite SKW stars? And wh what? Hold on. <laughs> Hey, it's about me, folks. <laughs> no, so who are your favorite SKW stars that you have not seen wrestle your girls that you would like to see wrestle your girls? Oh, gosh. Um, Sorry, the, the, I missed the comma on that. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, we do a lot of cross-promotional stuff. We have, yeah. You brought girls to me, and I've brought one or two out here. I need to bring more girls out. Well, let me say this real quick. That was I didn't know that this was the case, but apparently that was unheard of before we did it. There's oh, right. not no no other companies that said you don't see DT going to leather and lace, or True. you know or or about time going to to um, women's world or something mm -hmm. like that. Uh, it was 
it was like kind of another taboo. Yeah. It's like, you know, ask Yeah, because you would even be, way before I got the ring, you're not just coming because I have a ring. You used to come and. I just wanted to come because I wanted to hang out. Car. Yeah, because yeah. I was like. Well, you like my girls. Yeah, yeah, and your girls were great, but I also wanted to hang out and like chilla and like, oh. but also be able to have like Sapphire wrestle, you know, uh, Kelsey, Kelsey, and yeah. then you would have like Tracy Jordan wrestling Devin and stuff like yeah. that. It was yeah. really fun. Yeah, we did some fun stuff. Yeah, so, so are there any girls that you would want to match up now? Obviously, we've had people like Anne Marie come to visit you. Mm-hmm. Uh, Subico yeah, did some great stuff with your girls. Yeah, amazing. Um, and, and Mary Meow. Love oh, Everyone you've brought out. Jacqueline. Has, we've had so much fun. Kicking Obviously, ass Jacqueline out there. The yeah. um, but, well, you know this, that Serena has always been my favorite from day one. She mm-hmm. was the number one and will be to this day. So definitely, I would love to. I, I've done things here with Serena and... Ivy, I think it was. I'm not sure, but uh, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did a couple, you know, one video with her and uh, here. But I would love to have her against my girls in Phoenix, you know, definitely. Uh, a lot of the girls that you have worked with are traveling models. Yeah. And they have ended up traveling through Phoenix, you know. Uh, well, so, you did stuff with, you did stuff with Carrie, uh, who got mm-hmm. her start with, oh, yeah. with our site. And then uh, other models that we've worked with, like Cheyenne and Sin Sage and mm-hmm. people like that. So there is kind of a cross-promotional yeah. thing going on there. Oh, yeah, definitely. But then they're also working for other companies, too, which is yeah. great. You know, good for them. I'm, I want them all to, you know, be happy doing what they're doing. All right, so Serena, um, if you're listening so to Serena, this. So Serena, definitely. <laughs> definitely. I'm in love with her, and she knows that. And she's she's, she's great. such a sweetheart. Um, I'm working on Lucy Purr to come over. Lucy Purr. And she's traveling. We're working on getting her here. She, she has a hard time getting out to Phoenix. I mean, they all need to make money, and Phoenix isn't the hub of... You know, model uh, income, but uh, um, and to be honest, I haven't really been keeping. I've been so busy with my own world, yeah, yeah, yeah. and my own difficulties in life lately that I haven't been keeping up. But I know you've got a lot of very pretty girls, and there's I think a there's a couple girls. I'm going to meet tomorrow at my birthday party. Yes, that I haven't met before, but are very gorgeous. Yes, and you're so going to meet. I believe that. we're going to have Eden there, who's absolutely just. She's a force of nature. Like mm-hmm. when I first saw her in a bikini, I was like, "How the fuck?" And she's like, "Oh, you know, I just gotta gotta make sure that you know I stay in, in shape after having a kid." And I'm like, "You had a fucking kid? Her abs are like she has an eight pack." I hate that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the well, I we, think. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I don't want to go. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, no, it's a. I think it's a private thing. Um, okay, but I Serena. Mean, but yeah, Serena actually unfortunately can't make it tomorrow. But I can go the other. Yeah. I know she's got to do a family thing. Matthew so. girl. Uh, <laughs> but I'll go the other way around. I would like to have girls from my side. These are the girls I would want to have work with your girls. Yeah. Either here or whoever you brought. But I need, or I need you to work with Charlie. She's a new one. Gotcha. Little cutie, four eleven, four foot eleven, and just adorable. Um, uh, Peyton, you've never worked with Peyton, and she oh, is in much, she is oh, she is she is uh, top notch as much as Becca. Oh, you know, with the brunette look, Those you know, are and they're they're words, both fun girls. <laughs> they're both they're both roommates or you know friends and very close. Aww. So they work so well together. Um, also, oh, you've worked with Madison um, and Becca. I had a really good time with Madison. And, uh, I see you got Jenna coming, Ryan. I'm sorry. Uh, 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 next week. Uh, is that next week? Yeah, because yeah. then she's going to be her tour is going to take her over to mm-hmm. Phoenix, so she's going to do some more with me over there too. Uh, but um, but she's also like very. Uh, she's got that she's just adorable yeah. face, and then like hmm. completely like bendy. 
uh, what's the word? Um, when you can like really stretch, um, contortion. Yeah. She does a lot of like the contortionist stuff. And, and so what we need to work on, and we're talking, I'm talking to you fans. Um, for me, I, I don't have a huge income from what I do, even though it's a very popular site. It's, it's a high costing site, the way I set it up, unfortunately. But I'm still enjoying every minute of it, and it pays the bills. But to bring girls here, like Santi can bring girls. He seems to have the money to be able to fly girls out to Phoenix to work in my ring. Mm -hmm. I would love to be able to afford to fly my girls here to work at his place. But I can't pay for that out of my pocket. So if you want customs with one of my girls here at Sleeper Kids World... Let's talk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe we can make a deal and get a get a group of people paying for a trip to oh, yeah. fly them out here. Yeah, I think we did. Uh, have we done Tiny versus Becca? You did that one, yes. Yes, we did. That was like okay. a, the baby face ragdoll, and yeah, that was you're not fucking, allowed to do that again. That was ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, it's my Becca. You're doing some weird shit with my Becca. Oh my god, dude, that sold so well because she uh, and she loved it because she was just like, all I had to do was just pretend to be asleep, <laughs> and this amazingly powerful man just kind of like boop 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 picked her up, threw her wherever he wanted, put her back down. Put her up. Uh, it, oh, that's another question, actually. I think our, our buddy Slim asked this one. He Who's said, that? I don't know. Uh, um, oh, but see, now I've kind of tarnished the question. So if you could choose which FWR lady would you like to see face tiny? one-on-one but apparently he doesn't like what we did to, to poor becca you know what <laughs> you know what i would like I, I think madison would be fantastic against tiny i think she, oh yeah she would be really good at playing limp she did oh god and she's got a really good way of of throwing her body around i did a mixed wrestling match you know i'm sorry sorry about those of i think everybody knows i have my mixed wrestling site too called mixed wrestling fantasy <gasps> Where I actually wear a speedo and you a wrestling boot and a mask, but I did an amazing one with with wait that Madison guy in the mask where, is you yeah okay uh, where I I call, I did a hair a hair match basically okay. where I just dominated by hair mares thrown around by her hair and hanging her up by her hair and all this stuff I can imagine d- doing something she's just really good at doing the whole limp groggy well when i shot with her and mary meow like i never worked with her uh but she took direction very very well and like we got through that match in like an hour it was like it was a it was almost like 30 minutes long Mm -hmm. too which is fucking it was amazingly smooth she was really easy to to talk to and and direct but also at the time that i i was working with her she was also telling me that she was going to go to pro wrestling school and take classes is that still going on Uh, no, it's, it kind of went by the wayside for now. Uh, she's going to college and stuff, oh. so she does have other other. So plans she's wasting her life. Her life. <laughs> yeah, she's going to become educated. I know. Who knows? I will admit, she did a thing just recently, and I just showed it to her. I, I Slim has seen it, and yeah. you you got it. I haven't haven't had a chance to watch it yet, but uh, two Madison and Becca versus the Invisible Foe, where the two of them got beat up by an invisible nice. excuse me foe at one. Excuse me, I'm burping my beer. Um, at one point, Becca was knocked out in the ring, and uh, Madison is thrown over against the ropes to get choked on the ropes. She, by by this person, supposedly invisible person, pushing down on her back, you know, shoving her against the ropes to choke her. She made it look mm-hmm. like she was being pushed. And you can't imagine how hard that would be. You know, you're basically going to just push your body down on the ropes and yeah. make it look good. She made it look like there actually was somebody pushing her. 
In the same regard, Becca did got belly punched in the corner and knocked out. And I swear to God, each punch looked like her belly was being hit. Yeah. It's just the way they... These girls are just... We're very lucky. Crazy we're very lucky. Um, I had... A, I did... I did... Um, I, shit, I don't know... I, I'm not going to say that I was the first one to do an invisible match. I think somebody else, somebody, somebody else must have done it. Like I know I've seen ghosts fetish, like where it's like a girl getting attacked by a ghost. But we did one pro match with Jordan Grace, and Jordan Grace, we did one with Sumiko too, actually. Uh, Jordan Grace did a pro match where it was her versus an invisible attacker, and I just said, you know what? I'm going to give you a list of moves. I'm going to have you just kind of sell them, and I'll call them out to you. That girl, that's somebody who I would love to see wrestle someone like Madison or Becca because like, Jordan is just this amazing powerhouse, you know, and she's beautiful uh, and she's just like, just just badass. But she was putting herself in moves. Like there was a move, I think it was like a single-legged Boston crab where she was on her stomach, her leg was bent around her head and for a split second, my brain, your, your lizard brain kicks in and you go, you, that part of your brain starts looking for whoever's doing it. Mm-hmm. So I started looking up, going like, "Where's the person doing this?" Because it was so convincing, <laughs> you know. When she get, she would give herself a DDT, and it looked like someone spiked her into the ground, but she was giving it to herself. And like, those are not easy to do. So when you go to femwrestlingnews.com and you see this video, Madison and Becca versus the Invisible Foe, and you, if you believe it for even a split second, that is a mark of a fucking amazing performer, and mm-hmm. uh, and also a good director and good cinematographer. But mostly it's the girls. Like if yeah. they can nail oh, it. Yeah. Yeah. Our job is just to yeah, make so sure that we're standing in front of it with the camera. We started it out where the two of them were outside the ring, and I had dubbed in a voice of uh, footsteps going across the ring, and they both look up and go, "Did you hear that?" <laughs> and they both climb in the ring to experiment. They're facing away from each other, and Madison gets hit on the back of the head. Mm. She turns around to face Becca and goes, "Why did you hit me?" And then she slugs Becca, and <laughs> and then Becca spins around and she gets hit on the back of the head. And she turns around and says, why did you hit me? And she slugs Madison. And then the two of them put their fists up to fight. And then they start getting beat up oh, by this person. So it was man. a fun little beginning. That sounds I, awesome. I, I want to preface say that the, the, I'm having a lot of fun now all of a sudden. Mm. And I, I lost <laughs> I know, I, I lost my mojo, as you know, uh, Austin Powers would say. For a while, life got a little bit difficult. And it still is, and it always will be, I think. But um, I kind of... I got too caught up in just doing customs and and I was getting to a point where I was just a, a machine, you know, putting out the videos that were being asked of yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And recent, recently, within the last month, I've kind of resolved myself to start putting my own stuff together again, you know, and, and paying the girls to do my videos and scripting them and then working with the girls because they enjoy kind of having a little f- say. And, and I've pretty proud to say that I've been coming out with some good knockout videos and boxing videos and and I and said I saw that the, I saw that one the, the invisible foe was really fun yeah so we're you know I'm, I'm feeling good I'm feeling I'm getting my mojo back which makes it more fun when you're doing something going honestly that was fun. so so that's a, okay so we're gonna start asking we, we talked about um, like, like you were saying the, the college or the minutia but like the things that you know as, as producers uh, we talk about to each other that you know no one else is interested in until we do podcasts. But um, 
how many customs are you doing versus out-of-pocket stuff? Like versus stuff that you're like, okay, I have an idea. I'm going to write this down versus, uh, okay, we have two customs that day. Like I find that I, I'll supply my own answer. Like when I shoot, like let's say a full day with someone like Sumiko, Sapphire, something like that, uh, which I actually I'm doing tomorrow. Um, I'll do like two customs and then like one something out of my pocket. I'm like, you know what? This would be a really good idea. Is there is there a like a ratio there? Right now, it's not not. It used to be bigger, um, uh, but now I think it's only probably. Hmm, I, I, it's a very small percentage of my own stuff mm-hmm. over top of customs, uh, and I'm not filming as much as you are. Oh uh, God, I'm not doing that much. What well, it seems like it. You advertise yourself in such a way on Facebook that it looks like you're fucking filming every goddamn day. <laughs> and when you are, it's 20 videos. That's what you do. You save the photos and release them over a series of days. I know. I have to put them all up at once because I'm so excited. I got the girls over there finally to shoot. Uh, but, um, Don't give away but, all my secrets. No, it's not that much. Now, like I said, I have really tried recently. So within the last month, I've bumped it up to 50% worth of customs and 50% worth of mine. Yeah. But that's talking eight videos over a, <laughs> a two-week period or six But, I mean, the percentage is there, so... It's I... getting better. Um, and only because I, I was telling you this earlier, but I was telling Jackie this earlier, that I started getting to a point where it was... There was, like, three or four styles of videos from custom people, you know, that I had a bunch of, and that's all I had, yeah. you know. Like I didn't have any boxing videos because there hadn't been any customs for that, so I was seemed like I was putting the same crap up. Or no, I'm sorry, not crap. It's all good stuff. It's beautiful stuff. <laughs> but it's your but, stuff. It's your stuff. Call you can call it crap. <laughs> call it what you want. <laughs> but but after a while, it's like how many of this style of a video can you put up each update? You know, you want to put up a variety of stuff. But I was kind of running out of the variety, so I was like, I'm gonna maybe have a little harder time paying my mortgage this month, but I need to get something real good up yeah. so that maybe I can get more money, you know. Um, I don't, you know, yeah, who knows? Who knows why my site doesn't seem to be, maybe it's me, maybe I just have high overhead or I'm buying too much shit. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, like, no, I mean, and, and the same thing happens to me where, like, I'll, I'll have an idea pop in my head and, and I'm just like, I've got to get this done. No matter. Like, the other day, yeah. we had a good example. It was Eden came over to do a, a custom for Jacqueline mm-hmm. and uh, velvetsfantasies.com, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, and it was a very, uh, it was an interesting video. It was like she, she was an alien from another planet. She shows up in this beautiful one-piece outfit, which, God, that girl's body is ridiculous. And uh, Eden. Uh, Latina girl with the rock hard abs. I've seen the picture. Yes, you'll meet her tomorrow. But like she, she was like she was doing the whole thing where like I am here on planet Earth. I am scanning the area. I'm going to learn their customs. And she walks over to my cat and goes like, "State your name, state your name." And the cat of course says nothing. And so I suddenly walk in, and I'm, it's such a cute story. I love this script. And I was just like, what are you doing in my house? And she's like, hello, human. And she does this whole thing where like, tell me about your customs. What are humans like? And so I have to like, I, I'm this really like weird dude into feet or whatever. So I walk her around and I sit her down. I'm like, well, on my planet, um, we enjoy uh, seeing women's feet. And so she would do a thing where like, oh, and you dangle the shoe off the edge of your toes. She's like, oh, like this? So she's this very naive little alien creature so the whole video turns into like a knockout video where like i'm knocking her out waking her up and i'm telling her this is how we say hello <laughs> and um at the end she tries to beam up and i like shock her with her own stun gun carry her off or whatever but like after that i talked to her and i was just like i really want to do like an all sleeper holds video because we just hadn't done that in a long time and sleeper kids world and she's like 
she's so great. She was like, oh, sleepers. Fuck yeah, let's do it. So we go downstairs and we try to pick an outfit. She picked this really cute, like, Colombian. Um, it was the Colombian colors. It was the, the, the soccer outfit. I think you saw yeah, it with the red it. socks. Yeah. We all saw And then we just did, literally, I think we went 15 minutes straight, no cuts. Because I just said, I'm going to put you in a bunch of different chokes. And you sell the hell out mm-hmm. of it. And I sh- told her how to sell it. But it, it, was that, it was that feeling of, like, I am... I, I, this is this is something that I like. This is something that I know that fans are going to like, but it's something that we're all having fun with. It doesn't feel like we're looking through a script going like, okay, what's the next scene? Mm-hmm. It was just something we came up with on yeah. the fly. So that's always <laughs> fun too, you know, and you can just go like, hey, why don't we do this? Yeah, we threw one together since it's a podcast about me and you're talking about all your videos. Um, <laughs> Eat a dick, Rick. <laughs> um, no, no, actually, just a couple days ago, Char- Charlie is the little cutie on my site and, uh, and Madison and the two of them were here to do some stuff and or my place, and <laughs> and I wanted to do a video with the two of them with Charlie getting knocked out because we're really trying to train her. She's got the little girls have natural smiles. She's one of those that has a naturally smiley, bright, bright little face. So we're oh, trying to get her to be more open mouth and open her eyes up instead of you know that smiley squint, smiley yeah, squint yeah, look. Yeah. And so I'm so we're gonna do an all knockouts video, and then we we came up with the idea to start it that they're doing a scripted event match. So it's like Madison is there in a robber's outfit and mask and everything, black one piece. And 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 then so she's digging through the cupboards and little sweet little Charlie comes in to exercise and work out and then Madison attacks her, puts her in a headlock and then throws her up into a torture rack and it's like, ha ha ha, you're going to be in big trouble for finding me as I'm trying to steal things from you. And then and then we also all of a sudden have uh, Charlie go, oh no, oh stop. Hey, hey, wait a minute. Um, Madison, she just breaks character completely in the middle of the torture rack. Goes, Madison, Madison, hey, let me down. Let me down for a minute. And Madison's like, what, what are you doing? What are you doing? And so she sets her down and, and Charlie says, can we sit down for a minute? And they sit on the couch and that's when Charlie explains to her that she's got a fetish for being knocked out. And then ah. we go through a whole series, a whole video of knockouts. That's a good... That's so it was kind of fun to break character. We always wanted... Becca and I talked about Becca and Peyton and I think it'd be really fun to do a video where two girls are wrestling. One girl throws the other one out of the ring. And the other one is down there. And then you know how we do the cuts where we take our camera to a different angle, yep. right? Because it, you've got to work on it. So we would cut, and then different angle at this point. So let's say Becca threw Peyton out of the ring. And then we cut. And then we come back in. Well, Becca suddenly is the one outside the ring, and Peyton is the one inside the ring. And then they, they kind of keep switching places on each one of those little <laughs> cuts that we do. So it's just completely fucked up and confusing, and it makes no sense. But they're... <laughs> <laughs> a cut creates a different girl doing the wrong thing to the right girl. Interesting. I and then like the that. other thing that we're going to work on, but it's going to cost me extra money, and I have to figure out how I can afford it, is Madison and Charlie tag team against Becca and Peyton. And little Charlie is the one that gets dominated by Becca and Peyton throughout until finally Madison gets in and saves little Charlie and beats the other two up. So yeah. just a tag team. I can't do tag teams often. Because yeah. they cost so much. Yeah, know, yeah, they do. Unless it's a custom. Shit, there was that one that we mm. we still talk about. That six girls. I don't know how the hell six girl that one. one. <laughs> um, I don't even remember how much I paid them. I just remember it was. Uh, it came out to like about fifteen minutes. It's my girlfriend Jackie just walked into the room. Hi. Hi. Oh. <laughs> Boys having fun. 
Oh yeah. Just, you know, talking about scratching some stickers and MySpace.com. Our speedos. And just have them okay, wait. Hold Sorry. On. <laughs> I digress. You're not supposed to say those things. Um, how are you doing, honey? <laughs> what are you doing? What? How do you know? Um, I'm exercising a little bit. Oh, okay. Like you do. Sounds like a deal. Like you do. But, um, but yeah, no, so, shit, I guess. You realize I'm getting drunk, that's why I just started rambling on about videos. That's how we should do it. I know. It's your fault. I blame you. All right, we have Benny asking, any producer pet peeves? Uh, dot, 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 question mark. Yeah, sleeping kid's a dick. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I that's, a, that's a given. <laughs> I mean, I think we all have pet peeves in certain ways. Like, again, my pet peeve is drooling. I don't like drooling. Well, that's not even a, that's not even a pet peeve. That's yeah, what, just more well, how of a, would we define a pet peeve? That would peeve? be more. Um, well, let me let's go back to pet peeves. But so let's talk about that because we were talking about that earlier. So things that you don't like to shoot mm-hmm. um, that are requested a lot. So mm-hmm. you don't like to shoot drooling. And that's something that I shoot a lot because I don't I don't find it as problematic as you do. Mm-hmm. But uh, what is it about it that that kind of turns you uh, turns you away from it? Uh, for one thing, uh, it's just messy. Hmm? Now, granted, I know that in any other drooling that you see, unless it's a Japanese sex film, uh, <laughs> the drooling is. The girls are taking a sip of water and holding it in their mouth yeah. until the time comes, and they just let it dribble out. Uh, but it's still, it's it to me. See, I'm a more, I'm more of a fantasy thing. I think that a lot of this twitching that people like. Sorry, Slim, but everybody <laughs> loves their twitching. But I think that only kind of came out after YouTube started showing videos of people actually being slipper sleeper or knocked out in a sleeper hold or whatever, and their bodies are they twitch when they get yeah, because they're getting oxygen back yeah. into the body. Yeah, um, and I think that. It wasn't too much of the twitching. I don't think. That's my opinion. I don't know. I, I haven't followed the twitching. I did a few things early in the day, but they were very select, like yeah. small clips that I. So did. I don't know as if the, uh, but but I think, where was I going with that? I don't know. I'm drunk. Um, it's about drooling and twitching. And yeah, but anyway, the yeah the the, the drooling thing for me up on top of that is that even if we're doing it in my ring, the girl drools, then it's on the on the vinyl of the ring. Mm-hmm. And I don't want them slipping because my ring—it's a rope enclosure. You have walls. Um, I have a two-foot drop outside. Uh, if there's a slip, you know, then it means that you do the drool. Then you got to cut and you got to dry the drool. I've done that a lot. <laughs> and, and I just—we have done that. And then the girls are getting it down their suits or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then there's the spit spots and all their drool spots. I just. And plus, it's just icky. It just—I think that's what it comes down to—is you find it. Icky. It's my thing, yeah. And that's totally fine. Like and I, I don't, don't really like... like the tickling stuff, or or the you know, like people want a video that's nothing but foot fetish, or they want nothing but lift and carry, yeah. or they want nothing but uh, certain things. I will say I will put those low blows. Low blows are a big one. You know, they want a video of nothing but low blows. That's called cunt busting. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Let's just call it what it is. Uh, tickling is tickling, cunt busting is cunt busting. But I'll tell them, I will put that element in if it's like maybe 30% or whatever, is, but you got to put wrestling stuff We in. did a video with Caroline Pierce and she drops 
three low blows on a girl. She gives her this one, which is up mm-hmm. like the arm. The elbow to the Then she does the, the one where... Forearm. Yes, exactly. And then she does the thing where she spreads her legs, and then she just does a stomp. Mm-hmm. And then she spreads her leg again, and she does like a headbutt. Mm-hmm. Those are three in a row. The rest of the video, which is like 20 minutes long, is pro wrestling. Mm-hmm. So... The ass, the, those three moves were like, okay, I'm attacking this girl's groin area because I want to be humiliating, I want to be dominant. But it's the whole video just being cunt busting or, you know. Well, I tell the customers that, you know, I'm, I mean, I've, I we've just, both seen yeah. certain site that does nothing but that in yeah. a lot of their videos. Yeah, that's fine. But I don't, even if I do put it into my videos, mm. it's in a comical way or in a very fake way. Yes. It's very obvious. I don't do, I don't like to do the girl's in a ball holding themselves for like five minutes right. screaming in pain I'd like to make it more of a comedic like you know mm-hmm. I always I always joke with them like when you get hit just grab grab you know and scream all oh, my balls which they don't <laughs> but I just go like it's that same kind of thing when a guy gets cause is you know a guy gets kicked between the legs in a movie it's always like crossed eyes like and he just falls over like a tree mm-hmm. and I'm like let's do that as opposed to like you you know really which gained. Eliza nailed one time for me she had to get a little blow and she did a oop yeah, crossed her eyes and just slid, fall. Yeah, up. the cartoony stuff is so much, so much easier to do. But um, I actually agree with you. I don't. I've had. I've never done a single tickling scene ever. I've never had a girl get tickled on my side. It's just. I not... did one with Nicole and Nicole Loring and uh, Helena out in Christiette's yeah, ring yeah. in California years before I had a ring. Whew, I just I can't do it. I, there's not, nothing yeah. about that fetish that does anything for me. Uh, and also, I just feel like. Like you said, like if you, I guess even if you incorporate it a little bit, that's one thing. Like if you want to wake mm-hmm. a girl up after a knockout and you want to tickle her feet and she wakes up and then you put her in a move, I can probably do that. Mm-hmm. No one ever asked for that. Everyone wants it to be 100% tickling. Yeah. Uh, same thing with the um, uh, the low blows. And what was the other thing you were talking about? The foot fetish. Foot fetish. Or lift or and carry. Lift yeah. and carry. And lift and carry, like I've had people go like, hey, can you have Sumiko lift and carry Pandora for 20 minutes? And I would say yes, but there has to be some sort of element of combat. Yeah. So if yeah, she, and I, I, I because there's probably if there's a fan listening that scripted my uh, lift and carry things yeah. for Becca and Peyton, there was a three series set. Yeah. So he did one, which was a lot of wrestling, a little lift and carry. Yeah. Um, the humiliation at the end, you know, oh please don't drop me, and walking in the ring, it's great lift and carry because you're so high and pretend like you're going to throw them over the ropes and, yeah, yeah. and the humiliation aspect second one was a little less wrestling but there still was an element of the attack kind of yeah. thing and then more and then I actually did one because he was a good customer I did one full lift and carry uh, for him uh, so I, I I will go out on a limb if it's a good customer and he's being respectful but you know and you, you know, like I said, you, you got somebody who was being respectful, and it, it, it's not like the girls are going to be demeaned by it or whatever. Right. But uh, but even then, like tickling, I just I just don't find it entertaining. I don't find it something that that really meshes with what I do. Mm-hmm. Lift and carry stuff. I did a match with Hollywood and Anne Marie, where it was like the whole point was like you have to knock your opponent out and then carry her for at least fifteen seconds, and if you can get that carry fifteen seconds, you get a point. So then you can work that into the wrestling match, right? It's like, oh, there it is. Like she's out and she's carrying her around and 15 seconds, boom, 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 bam. And then you go and then you move on to the next round. But um, but we're also saying, when I'm saying lift and carry, I think you understand this also. Yeah, yeah. That if, for those that don't understand it, a lift and carry video is shoulder rides, piggyback yep. rides, uh, you know, that kind of stuff. Exactly. Not, not over the shoulder. Now, over the shoulder is sells like crazy. I'll do that all day long, you know. 
unconscious over the shoulder, mm -hmm. you know, or a over-the-shoulder back bend, which is hurting, but you're carrying them. That's a lift and carry that's okay. Yeah. Yeah, I can do torture racks. I can do but the ones where it's okay. Climb up here on my shoulders, oh, and I'm going to yeah, walk yeah, around yeah. with you for a while. I'm going to turn so they can see the sun, you know. And so that that carries me away from the world of of what I'm trying to to accomplish, which is yeah. combat based. And yeah. so when someone asks for like tickling, I just I just think there's no way this works into a storyline. I'm sorry. Um, and there's other people out there who do it way better than I can. Um, and um, the, the foot fetish is something that I, I approach the same way that you do. That's okay as long as it's a twist and pulling on the toes. Yeah, but also if the girl's unconscious, like you said, get that low pan, come in, yeah. and you can get the, the, the soles of the feet, or you can get the, I guess, just the, the, the toenails. You know, you get something in the shop. I did a beautiful one. Peyton was the one that just like really nailed the cutest little look of Becca's in a half gi kind of thing with the bikini bottom, and she's knocked out on her back. And... And Peyton does a, is supposed to sit on the other side of her and put her feet up on top of Becca and just kind of sit them there. And so she's got the the bottoms of her feet, feet facing the camera. It's a low view of just mm. the bottom of her feet. And she's scrunching her little toes. And, you know, foot fetish guys like the oh, scrunching yeah. and the little wrinkly look of the feet and stuff. But she looks so adorable doing it. <laughs> it's just gorgeous. But it yeah. was a short scene in a wrestling video. Yeah. Well, when you're dealing with like um, uh, bare feet in a bikini wrestling video, you're gonna get a lot of shots of that. And like the same thing happened with like pantyhose. Like these guys love pantyhose the way that it shines on the flesh, and also the, the way that the feet look wrapped in them and stuff like that. Um, so like, yeah, I, I will totally make exceptions for certain aspects of the fetish, but like, yeah, there's. But we were. What was the question? The pet peeves. We were pet peeves. Yeah. So what's the difference then? Well, I mean, uh, we're talking pet peeves, and then we're talking about the stuff that you didn't want to shoot. Okay. So pet peeves, or uh, we talked about stuff you don't want to shoot. You said drool, twitching, which is which is great. Um, no, I'll, I'll shoot the twitching. I don't. Oh, it's not bad. Yeah, yeah. But also another thing that I think that that you do differently is you you use the ring uh, in a way where it's a, like you said it's a prop, mm -hmm. but you're not doing crazy off the top rope wrestling moves. Right. You're treating it more like okay, this is a ring. This is your setting. So that's another thing that I would say you don't shoot as much. But mm -hmm. like when it comes to your pet peeves, I mean that could be anything from like bad scripts to like um, you know. I mean this, it's it's actually it's a very open ended question. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of tricky to answer. It, it it just kind of goes with whatever happens. Yeah. Um, I I my only pet like peeve pet is. Peeve, oh, you know you know what my pet covering peeve? up the the bodies cute little bodies and I mean I just put too much clothing on or oh, in terms uh, of uh there was one video i released it recently but it was uh, two girls that had puffy, bikinis puffy. on but they had to have big long like hoodie sweatshirts tied around their waist interesting so it had it covered basically their from the weight the knees up uh, um, it was really kind of odd. was it a wrestling match it was a custom and i needed a custom at the time yeah it was like a domination like a uh, test of endurance or something like that. Oh, shit. It was it was it was mostly bear huggish kind of things. Oh, okay. You know. I think yeah. one of my biggest pet peeves. Um, it's a very simple one. Is is the uh, the customer who uh, sends you a script and you accept it, and then for the next you know couple of weeks, you know, mm. let's say it takes a while for you to to, to, to schedule it. Uh, every day it's like that. Is it done? Is it done? Is it done? Are you done yet? Have you scheduled it? Have you done it? Mm. Have you scheduled it? And so um, after a couple of days of that, I'll just be like, not yet, but give me a sec. You know, the girls have their schedules. We have to make sure that they, they gel. 
uh, okay, when do you think you can shoot it? Can we? Can you shoot it <laughs> next week? No, is it going to be no. this month, next week? But it gets better. So I was like, yeah, okay, you know what? Um, we're going to shoot it in three weeks, uh, probably that weekend. But uh, don't don't quote me on that. I'm going to try to get it done by that weekend. Is that okay? Okay, sure, sure. So I've given them the time frame. And then within like three days. So is there any chance you can get to it earlier? Maybe you know, there's no chance. Is it, is it really going to be that weekend? I'm like, yes, it is going to be that weekend. So finally they accept that part. So it's, it's kind of like the seven stages of death. It's like accepting, grieving. It's like all this stuff. And then finally uh, it, we get to that weekend. And it's that Friday and we're shooting it Saturday. It's like, so when you say weekend, did you meet Friday? Friday? You mean Thursday night? Thursday at midnight? Thursday midnight? You mean Friday? No, it's going to be Friday, right? I'm like, no, actually, I meant, I meant Saturday evening. Oh, so I'll get it Saturday evening. No, no, we're, we're going to shoot it Saturday evening, but it's very complex, custom, so I'm going to have to edit it and make sure that the sound effects are all there, and I'll probably get it to you by, you know, Sunday, Monday, because um, I have six other customs I'm shooting that day. And this is the best part. This is the, this is the part that makes me want to fucking just quit. And... <laughs> Sunday night, I'm editing the, my ass off and I'm getting, hey man, so is it done yet? Is it done yet? Did you finish it? I know you said Sunday, I know you said Monday, but I mean, you said Sunday too. <laughs> I, I saw the emails, it's Sunday and Monday or, but uh, you know, are the effects done yet? I'm like, no, I'm at, uh, you asked for 80 uh, punch sound effects, so I'm just trying to get those in there. Can you send a um, screen grab? Yeah, you have, yeah, you, you're taking the photos? You're taking the photos? You're taking a screen grab? The screen grab? <laughs> By the way, your your wife has a lovely dress on right now. Uh, uh, your mailbox is, is a nice granite finish. Okay, so, yeah. And so finally the next Monday comes around and I finally have it ready. And I sent it to the guy, and uh, a couple hours pass by, and then Tuesday comes around, and I write him back. I'm like, hey, man, I sent you the link. Did you get it? Nothing. And, <laughs> yeah. um, okay, well, <laughs> okay, maybe he did. So I write him back, and I'm like, hey, man, I just want to make sure that you got the, the link, and I get an email back. Yeah, I got it. Okay, then I write back. So what do you think? Nothing! Nothing at all. Nothing. No reply. Nothing. And I even write by, "Hey man, I don't know if you got to my last email, but like, what did you think? Did, did, was it was it to your liking <laughs> that I spent four hours yeah. locked in my fucking office trying to get this to you? And the moment I sent it to you, I just want a simple, hey, I liked it, or it was okay, or it sucked, or I don't know why you still do this. Right. Nothing at all. Oh my fucking okay, god. Okay, calm down. Calm down. And so, so, so you've opened so it up a, now. Now I'm figuring out what a pet peeve is. That's a good is. example of okay, a pet peeve. So here are, here are my pet peeves. God And fuck. if we go on that line, that works perfectly, because that is a pet peeve for all mm-hmm. of us producers that do customs. Uh, for one thing are the uh, customers that, uh, again, it takes a little longer to schedule the girls because of whatever. So each time they send an e- email, they add something. Or they change something. Okay, so uh, I was thinking, why don't you do this? So you've got these. It's constantly changing and morphing of the script that they originally got approved. That's tricky to hold on to. So that's a pet peeve. The other one is when... I'll take the note. I love all your customers. You're really great. Oh, Wonderful people. Guys. But when you send an email over a long period of time and you keep changing it or you're even just to say how things are going see how things are going keep it in the same string so i can look through that email to the previous ones that we talked about because sometimes you are even if we haven't agreed upon the custom yet it could be a month and you're suddenly saying so what do you think about that you know when do you think you can put together and i'm like 
Who, who are you? Who are you? <laughs> you didn't leave anything else in there that could remind me. So then here I am, wait, not wasting time, but time is precious as a produ- precious yeah. as a producer, and you're trying to search your emails for this person to see what, and then you have to read all these individual emails to try to figure out what was going on. <laughs> That's a pet peeve. Um, and then again, on the lines of the video has been shot. You did a great job. You're saying, okay, I'm good. and I'm really good because I don't work as I don't have as much going on. I don't have a wife for one thing, or a bunch of people to party <laughs> with all the time. So when I shoot a custom, I always have my customs sent out within a day or two to the customers, always, and um, so they get them very quick. But what drives me nuts is again, you're sitting there putting in 500 punch sounds in a video, and they're saying. Can you just send me a clip? Or why don't you send me the raw file and then I can look at that? Well, just to do that, you still have to render it, which can take, you know, 15, 20 minutes of of time to do that. And there's also the fact that it's raw. It's raw. but And then then they want, well, just send me some pictures of it. And I I will actually email and I'll say, would you like me to just... Would you like me to edit it, or do you want me to stop editing it and make take longer to get it to you so I can take pictures of it to send them to you? You know? <laughs> you and then my final you, yeah. pet peeve. Get an email. I didn't get a link. Hmm. I wasn't able to download your video, one or the other. Mm-hmm. That's it. Oh, yeah. What the fuck am I supposed... What is the title? Tell me something. No, you're absolutely right. And then nine out of ten times it's because they tried to do it on a cell phone and they've never tried downloading anything on a cell phone. Suddenly I'm the IT guy in the office trying to train them how to get the certain apps to, you know... Uh, there's a couple of guys. But they won't who, give you the title. It's like how am I supposed of, to know who the hell you there's are? There's a couple of guys who can uh, who can view my stuff on their phones and tablets. For the most part, my stuff is not really it ready. Done. For that. It's not ready for that yet. I don't. I, I have not. I, the I, summer years are very large. I output my stuff in in WMB and like I don't do the straight to an iPhone. You know whatever that particular file yeah. is. And it works um, good. But it's just it just isn't what I do. Um, Eventually, I guess I'm going to have to start delving into that because a lot of people want to see it on their phones, mm-hmm. and I understand that. Uh, maybe I'll just do a different you know, file classification of it. But yeah, that's a weird one when someone's like, hey, man, I just uh, tried to download this video. It didn't work. What's up? Dot, dot, dot. And you're like, what video? Yeah. And then I'll look at their email on my, my, my website just to kind of – nope, it's not the right email. They're, they're doing it from a different email. I'm like, look, you haven't even given me the right email. Like, mm-hmm. I, I have no idea what the fuck video – yeah, well, you know, I don't, uh, I don't want to say anything because, you know, I, get, I got a wife. And... and then, boom, PayPal complaint. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah. But the guy that, that we okay. were talking about earlier. They try to be nice. Oh, no, no, they're great. Or, I mean, yeah. but it's, some people will write you and they won't think about, like, what right, they need right. to say. They think that they're just, they were the only one that bought a video that day from you, but there were, like, they want, 50 other sales. Exactly. And they want <laughs> instant gratification. They're just like, I want yeah. it now, I want it now, I want it now, and that's fine. Just let me know what your name is, or not even know what your name is, but you know what your address is that you ordered from, or what the transaction number. Or just a title enough is all I care a about. Title in reality. Yeah, I can, I'll give you benefit of the doubt on a good day. Because I save all of my sales. You know, I have a whole file for you know anything that's been bought. Oh, I do too. And so I can real quick go through it and find that picture, and, and or, yeah, I can find it. But sometimes I want to fuck with them a little bit. <laughs> but, you know, give me more information. Can you send me a transaction idea? Uh, you know, or the ones that have lost their their videos that they bought from you. And yeah, they've saved on their computer, but their yeah. computer crashed. 
And that's okay. You know, I understand that. And if it's only a few, I'll send them the links. But I always make sure to say, if you bought a pair of jeans from Walmart and you lost those jeans, could you go into Walmart and say, hey, I lost my jeans. Will you give me a new pair? You know, it's the same thing. Yes, we're just to download, but you know, I say try to keep that. And they never bother me again. You know, it's like they'll lose them once, but. It's still a file. It's still, yeah. you, you've downloaded a physical thing. Yeah. You, this is something that you can point at and say, that's a thing. It's not like you downloaded an idea, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so I understand that. And like, if they ask nicely and they're cool about it. It's like, hey, I bought like 18 videos from you back in 2013, but here's my email. Here's the transaction. Yes. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? I'm not even going to bother looking at these. The fact that you even managed to dredge these up. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll send them to you. Yeah. That's fine. But if someone's just like, yo, man, I lost my fucking hard drive. Do you want to hook me up? And I'm like, no. It's not, that's not how this works. Hook you up? Like, just let me know what titles. Give me titles. Just something. Not just, mm-hmm. hey, man, just look me up. My name is, you know, Raul. And I'm like, no. And so that's kind of how that works. But, like, going back to that first guy, I I did something the other month that I felt, because the guy literally was like, hey, man, is it ready yet? Is it ready yet? Is it ready yet? Is it ready yet? <laughs> Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Yeah. So then, like, when when I finally got it done, like a week later, I sent it to him, and I, I to this I, once a day I'll email him. Hey man, what you think? <laughs> hey man, what you think? So for at least a week and a half now, he's gotten like just every day, like three or four times. Hey, what you think? What you think? What you think? Was it good? Did you like it? Was it good? Did you like it? And no reply yet. So I don't know if maybe he's just kind of like like maybe he has me on block or something, or maybe he was just like maybe. Maybe he had a moment of clarity. He was like, that's how I sound. <laughs> it's not a pet peeve, but it's a funny thing. How many custom scripts have you gotten that are really good, well-written, great punctuation, but when it gets way down to the end, suddenly there's no punctuation or it's all confusing. And <laughs> all right, like they're so excited about what they've just got done written. So that's a, <laughs> that's a phenomenon that, that we call uh, one-handed, one-handed typing. typing. Yeah, yes. and so... And I understand it. I mean, I mean, I, I have a. I know. I just giggle about it. The girls do too when they oh, look at it. They're man. kind of laughing. Oh man, I've gotten some. I've gotten some great what scripts. What is a seal per hold? <laughs> <laughs> I've gotten scripts where it's like these amazingly beautifully measured out scripts where it's like, and then Tiny puts her through this and that, or Sleepy Kid does this to this girl, or or you know, Jacqueline does this to Serena. And then at the very last like paragraph, it's like, and then she gives her 16 pile drivers, 14 Boston crabs, 13 camel clutches, uh, goes, gets some water, pours it on her. Uh, and then she writes this on her stomach and then writes this on her back. And then uh, 13 more pile drivers. And then it becomes this thing where you realize in that one paragraph that this is like they're culminating their own, I guess, fetishistic experience. Yeah. But you are allowed to look at it like you did with your girls and go, oh, that's not going to happen. <laughs> we're gonna go in and just fast forward to the end where you just pin her and mm-hmm. we're good and they're really good about it afterwards when you send them an email you're like hey man we, we couldn't get oh, those oh you know but I'll, I'm, I will say that I don't do that I mean I will make sure that I, I I won't change a script that they've sent me because we've got you know I've gotten it from the customer and then I go in to film it yeah. and decide no I just don't want to do that I won't do that um, because I study them really hard yeah. beforehand. The only reason I might change something is if for some reason the girl forgot to bring an outfit that she was supposed to have or the makeup style or we or I fucked up and didn't have the right yeah. costume or something like that. I'll do it and then I'll, I'll obviously, I'll, I mean, it's the great being in this business because you can offer a little you know, incentive for yeah, fucking something up on my end. But I won't change it going into the shoot, you know. 
because I should have known that beforehand. Well, no, you should I'm have sure known that. No, you're absolutely right. Uh, but I think that there's another factor, which is, of course, time limit. If someone orders a 15 to 20 minute clip and then you're looking at it, you're like, I think we might, yeah. might better fit this in there. But then when you're actually filming it and you're getting to the 20 minutes and you're like, oh, it's true. Yeah, it's true. You yeah. have to, you can't. Yeah, I try really hard to. It's hard to do that when you're reading the script sometimes with some you can't, of them. Yeah. But you know, if it happens, I'll tell the guys. You know, it just didn't happen. So moving on, um, we had a bit of a, a glitchy glitch. Had to pee. Yeah, so we took a, pee, a bit of a pee break. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so I think we're we're kind of winding it on down. Um, I'm looking for other questions here. There's a few, but we've kind of addressed a lot of them. So a lot of them are like, you know, tell us about your life in the circus, which you kind of did uh, in the previous uh, podcast. Um, what else do we have? Um, okay, yeah. Uh, what you girls do you want to see wrestle? Okay, there you go. Yeah, these are all... Yeah, I think we're good on the questions. But uh, so just to wind it down, like, I mean, well, I, can, I can quick, uh, we can also talk briefly if you want, if you want to have more content here. <laughs> um, <laughs> what was that even about but, that? You know, we've been really delving in on the, the femme wrestling rooms stuff, which is, you know, my, my main thing. It's mm -hmm. my most fun. But, but then I started getting involved in the mixed wrestling and the um, sexy femme wrestling yeah. stuff. And, and a lot of people, I think a lot of the fans know that I'm doing that, but I think there's a lot that really haven't really uh, found that we're, we're also uh, handling that kind of stuff. Certain models that work for me are willing to get a little bit more risque mm -hmm. in what they do. So I've done a lot of fun mixed wrestling, which was fun. Um, same thing with the scripted. Um, a lot of customs where I'm beating up the girls uh, that people love to see. So I'm... I'm You've got your tiny who is like tall. I'm a tiny who is wide. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I, it was funny because I started the mixed wrestling. Of, you know, like I said, I did a lot of session wrestling, and I thought, you know, that would be really cool to, you know, film some videos like that because then I get my fun, my yeah. jollies by being scissored by the girls and stuff. I didn't really think originally that I would be dominating the girls, but um, I. I remember going to Mindy at one point, way back when she, you know, we were, she was still, well, she wasn't young, but she, well, she was young, yes. I, I don't know where I'm going with that. But anyway. She was younger. I've drunk too much. Uh, <coughs> I asked her if she'd be interested in doing a, a, a little mixed wrestling thing where she dominated me with schoolgirl pins and head scissors and stuff. And she was, she said, yeah, it'd be great. Now I'm thinking, okay. I wasn't as overweight at that point, but I still wanted to wear the Speedo and I wanted to do the pro wrestling kind of look. And I'm thinking, nobody's going to buy this because I'm much older. You know, I'm, I was in my early 50s. And and uh, so we did it. And then we did some more. And it was just fun to do. And then it ended up, this, I put it on clips for sale. Mm -hmm. And I, w I went and mix it with Femme Wrestling Rooms because they're kind of, there's, the fan base isn't there for that. Uh, so I put it on clips for sale, and the shit started selling. And to this day, I sometimes wonder why people are buying it. But all I can think of is, I'm not your attractive, you know, the normal muscular boy wrestling the girls or getting dominated, yeah, yeah, yeah. or even dominating them. Um, I think it's because people put, a lot of the fans put themselves in my place. You know, they kind of 
visionize vision themselves visualize, visualize themselves yeah. and it, that's that's actually i mean that's one of the reasons why the stuff that i shoot where i lose doesn't sell as well it's because i don't like a lot of when i was younger and i was watching the videos where like like scissor vixens and companies like that where it would just be a girl like just straight up dominating a guy uh, and those guys were really, from what I understand, really nice people. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but Scissor Vixens and like Scissor Domination, I forgot what the name of the other websites were. It was just, you know, it was like a, an older gentleman. It was an older gentleman. Uh, a lot of these guys were But like, not really so much. I, no, I, I would have to stop you there because they're not. I mean, they're maybe a little bit. But like, well, not But it's older, a niche but, that they have a fan base of because the guys in a lot of those videos really like, aren't reaching up and pulling on the... Th- they're, they're, they're just kind they're of taking like, ahead. A very hard head yeah. it's all about the shape of the girls and I've talked to some of the models that have worked for those companies where they're they're squeezing the shit out of us oh yeah they are those that, guys that guy. agree to or, be you know? okay to get knocked out but and, at the same time there's a couple of guys I remember seeing like a couple of companies where it was a, a slightly older gentleman who was oh, okay. who was not in shape uh, and so a lot of these guys that that you know, I mean the mean the average American Joe who's into this may be able to project themselves more into that. There's a reason why, yeah. I mean, there's a reason I why, I think yeah. what I ended up doing because of my fetish, here mm-hmm. we go back to wrestling with fetish, because of me being turned on by wrestling, mm-hmm. um, I turned a lot of my videos, my mixed wrestling videos, into the girls. If they were dominating me, they were also, I call it pleasure and pain. Mm-hmm. So we'd fake a painful head scissor, but while they're hurting me, supposedly, they're also reaching down and fondling me, mm-hmm. you know. And and that, I think, is what kind of makes people go, okay, we don't normally see that that often. If they're going to grab a genital of a guy, they're going to grab it really hard, and that's supposed to be a painful thing. Everything in most wrestling videos is about pain. Yeah, uh, The ones that I produce is all more about sensuality. Yeah, um, and so I think that is what sets my mixed wrestling stuff aside. I've done stuff where I'm just like tied out in the ring, unconscious from being drugged or something, and yeah. the girls are just sitting on my face and scissoring me and fondling me and foot you in the face. poor bastard! I know it's, it's hell. I only do it because I'm because they want to. No, it's it's, uh, <laughs> it's, a, it's a tough job. But you know, so it's that. So and then when it gets to the girl girl stuff that I've done, I have really interesting. I think lines that people aren't really delving into of the wrestling is sexy the girls are enjoying it in a sensual way like a foreplay type of thing They're, we do a lot of the lesbianish kind of things no nudity or any of that kind of or no sexual situations but I have a series called Goodnight Kisses mm-hmm. where the girls one girl will kiss the other girl and and then knock her out in a sensual way, and then kiss her to wake her up, and knock her out again, and kiss her to wake her up. And, and that's another. That's another. And people love that. But that's they another niche really that good. you carved. Uh, yeah. I think that no one else has See, been. I doing. think wrestling in my world can be sensual and erotic. It's foreplay and enjoyable. Yeah, it, I mean, it's I, not about pain and who's tougher. Yeah. I've enjoyed wrestling on a personal level in many ways as foreplay. It's not, yeah, it's not grappling. It's not who can make who tap out. It's 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 yeah. it's a it's a in, in our world in or our, in world. our fantasy. But it's it's yeah. a it's a method of of, of uh, role play and mm-hmm. foreplay yeah. and also just there's there's sensuality in it. Um, I have always limited myself to certain spots where I can't cross a line yet and like one of those just because i always wanted to kind of stay in that that area but you've done 
you you've stepped over that line and you've walked into the more sensual aspect of it but you've done it in a very classy way where you're not you know there's no like and there's nothing wrong with it but that you're not jumping into the world of like spread open naked you know pink yeah. shots which those are great but you're not doing that you're doing no. it in a very much like they're still wearing... I don't see it that way yeah. you know, my mom said to me way 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 back when I was a little kid or just you know like yeah. maybe my first time out in the world or whatever or I saw my dad's Playboy collection or something mm-hmm. <laughs> she said she said you know the female form is Sorry. not very attractive when it's naked <laughs> and, and, and in, and in well, reality I'm like that if, I, if I've ever gone to like a nude adult dance, you know, club, yeah, yeah, club yeah. or something, and I want to lap dance, I'll tell them, keep your panties keep, on. Keep it on. Because yeah. <laughs> that's what I like. And I want it covered up. I want, it, I want the fantasy of it. No, I like it both ways. I, I, I think uh, a completely uh, nude female body can be just as beautiful as anything else. But there is that level of like, oh my God, like, you know, it, it's, the, it's the same thing. It's like the, the principles behind burlesque. Yeah, so you're never gonna. You're not gonna covers. show everything's slightly covered. Your your brain is imagining most of what what you 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 know. It's it's your mm-hmm. your it's a tease. The tease. Yeah. The tease of it is the big thing. Oh, so yeah. if you have two girls that are wrestling each other and they're into each other sexually and they're making out or you're doing your sleepy kisses, um, to some people it's definitely way better if they're wearing their lingerie or if they're wearing the bikinis, the mm-hmm. one pieces. It's supposed to just them being naked and just you know tripping. Yeah, um, it's a completely different kind of scene. Nudity leads to sex. Yeah, mm-hmm. but if you're doing it more of it as like, hey, these girls are this is foreplay. What's going to happen when the screen goes black? Yeah, I have them leave the room or something. You know, they they like finish it's, their little yeah. fantasy and then they hold hands and they skip out through the. Sixty five. Let's go have some fun. I would say sixty five percent of the videos I do for Jacqueline always in, involve like, let me put you over my shoulder and let me show you the bedroom yep. fade to black and then you, the but we never show. We never show what happens because you know that's going to be for your brain to figure it out. Right. But uh, but you you've definitely you've cornered that particular market because you're doing it. Not only are you doing it with, with cute girls that are the, the girl next door types, mm-hmm. uh, beautiful bodies, beautiful faces, great personalities, amazing acting skills. But you're also doing it with provocative attire, great um, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But you're also doing it in a ring, a well lit ring. Mm-hmm. So like you're getting all these elements. For these guys that like the fetish, guys who grew up watching pro wrestling on TV and wondered, what would happen if those girls were in a room by themselves? You know, what would happen if there was no audience? What would happen if it was just them in a ring by themselves? And they start to fantasize. And you've taken that and you've brought it to life in such a way where it's not pornographic. And there's nothing wrong with pornography. I think, you know, if you went that route, I would applaud you every inch of the way. (laughs) But like... There, uh, but yeah, more like would, a foot, yeah, more like a foot of the way. But no, I would, I would be very much, you know, I'd back you up. I'd be like, hey man, do do your thing. But like, but you know what? I wouldn't because that's not. That's not your thing. It creeps. Yeah, that like, eh, nah, e. Eh. <laughs> and I know other girls that have done it, like uh, Andrea Rosu, who's an amazing model. Mm-hmm. She'll do sexy wrestling videos that end with nudity and a little bit of like, you know. Uh, not not straight up. She doesn't do you know straight up like uh, hardcore, but someone like Sin Sage, who we love dearly, she would totally do a, a completely naked sex wrestling knockout pro yeah. pro style video, which she's done for DT and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But you have, like I said, you carved your own niche and you've you've 
made it really you've refined it and it's something that I can't shoot like I'm, I'm just I just haven't gotten around it there's to... one drawback to doing it is that you start doing it and things start to get more and more popular on the site you know mm-hmm. it's like okay we really like this series and we want to see more of this or I could do so much more in my own mind of like building things more better better more whatever um, <laughs> more better more better um, but the models come and go yeah. And so I'm kind of at a dry spell right now because I really don't have in-house girls that are, you know, maybe have They're one. They're willing to do more you of know, the Yeah, so it's kind of kind of wait yeah. for hopefully some girl will travel through or like I need to I need to save up my money so I can fly a special girl in because I know she's going to sell like crazy and yeah. she'll do the, you know, but but I don't have, I used to have more of the girls on my roster that were willing to do that stuff mm-hmm. so I could be creative and do a lot of stuff. So you get into a dry spell because you've lost those. And I'm not going to force anybody to no. do anything. If they don't want to do it, they're not, you know, I will not allow it, you know. Um, and I'll ask them politely, are you willing? And right away I can tell yes or no, you know. And, uh, yeah. It's not my place to say, no, you're going to get paid, so go ahead, try no, 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 it, no. you'll like it. You know? no. In mean, fact, I'll tell some of the girls that if they're on the, if they're willing to do like a sexy head scissor video, um, and, it, and it, it's like not kissing or anything like that, but it's maybe just thong-based um, head scissors, uh, and I put it on the sexy because I can't put naked legs and thong yeah. things on femme wrestling rooms, uh, but... If I put it on the Clips for Sale store, I'll tell them there's other videos on this store where the girls are naked or mm. topless, not naked, but topless, yeah. you know, or they're kissing or there's lesbianish kind of things. So I make sure they know that the site they're going to go on is also going to have, you know, some more mature, risque elements so that they know that they can say, yeah, I don't know if I want to be associated in that kind of way. And that's so I'm, nice, I'm responsible about no, it. That's a nice thing to do. I mean, there's a I've I've, I've dealt with um, certain pro wrestlers who used to work for a company um, that uh, would hire them to do live shows, and uh, they would go do this live show at a bar or at an auditorium or a gymnasium, and then a couple of months later they would look online and there's their match. You know, here's me versus this girl. We shot this in a gym. It was great. And then it was on a DVD that had like six lesbian scenes. So suddenly their name is being sold alongside of uh, what in their minds yeah. is porn. Or I mean, in everyone's mind. Everyone's, porn. yeah. But, uh, I but watched a video one time. They, were never, bought, they never agreed to that. I bought from a company in the, that a friend of yours and mine did a video for. Um, but it was another couple of girls. But they did. Re- he did really nice stuff. Um but he was pretty bad at editing. Uh, and so there was a lot of times where it would like cut and you'd hear him going, three, two, one, or they'd stop and talk and you know, oh, stuff like okay. that. He wouldn't even really do that. The end of one of the videos, you're watching all the way through, they did the whole final bit, the girl lost, and it was, it was they were nice videos. Sexy done, sexy well, sec- bleh, well done sexy videos. <laughs> the very last Boom, credits are on, and where it freezes, you know, at the end of every video, it kind of freezes on a frame. There was the last frame he hadn't clipped off. It was a close-up of a naked pussy with fingers on it. So he had taped over top of some porn thing that he had on a tape, and he did not trim that <laughs> oh ending my God. So two girls did this whole big wrestling thing, and the very ending of it is, boom, oh naked pussy God. with uh, fingers fingering 
<laughs> Whoops. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, we're gonna talk about that off. We're gonna record this. We, I'm gonna, yeah, because I'll tell you who. I'll tell you more. Oh, that would suck. <laughs> oh my God! It's like, oh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Wendy Richter just defeated the uh, oh my God. fabulous Mula. Enjoy the rest of your night at WWE, and then suddenly, like, boom, two fingers inside of a vagina. <laughs> Copyright 2015. Wow. <laughs> okay. Well, there's uh, there's a lot more to tell, um, but. Uh, we got a long weekend ahead of us. This gentleman is turning 59 yeah. in, uh, in a couple of days, so we're going to have to celebrate that. Uh, and From here on up, it's all downhill. Oh, you, it's been downhill for, for a while. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, so thank you guys for joining in. This has been a very eye-opening and, and fantastic podcast. You've, you've uh, told some stories that many people wouldn't have, um, not just the guts to tell, but also the... the the it's because I'm 59. <laughs> no, be yeah, I mean, it was a late, I mean, it was something I would cut, you know, 10 years ago. I would never have even admitted these things to the world. Mm -hmm. But um, it is, I guess, who I am and only because, thank God, I don't really have a, you know, close, I don't know, I just don't have people in my life that are from prior Times that are listening yeah. to this stuff, so it's yeah, easy so to cares? talk about. So who cares? Who cares? But you also, I mean, the way I, I always look at it is like you wouldn't be the person you are now if it wasn't for your past, and and mm -hmm. you know. And I wouldn't. I always said because I started this. Here I am, what fifty nine. I guess I started it when I was forty nine or yeah. forty eight, something like that. Um, I could never have done this at the age that you started doing this kind of stuff because I would have been a basket case like, does she like me? Yeah. You know, okay, I want you guys to put a head scissor on each other and, and then a body, blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. And then I'm like, I would not be able to hide the mm -hmm. fact that I was hoping one of them would love me, you know, <laughs> or like me. And I got, you know, I'm, I was old enough, let's say, put it this way, I was old enough to say, yeah, this ain't going to happen, so I'm just going to, I can be real respectful and, and, I, and have um, fun with it, and they're not afraid of me. I honestly, I mean, this is something I'll probably delve into when I do my my own um, uh, podcast about the, I guess the origins of what I do, which is, it will, it is coming, guys. It, I've got a couple emails from you guys <laughs> asking me, when, like, what am I going to do a podcast where you talk about Secret World's genesis? And I'm just like, well, it will happen. Genitalia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then Jacqueline will do one with me as well where we talk about how she got started. But for a long time, um, I just felt like uh, dipping your pen into the company ink was a bad idea. And, mm -hmm. uh, and, and so I tried to date outside of that. I tried to date vanilla girls, as they call them. And it just didn't work out. And mm -hmm. so I was just like, all right, I'm just going to be like a monk. I'm just going to spend years like just trying to produce content. And then eventually maybe I'll just, I don't know, I'll just, <laughs> I'll just die alone on the top of some mountain. Um, yeah, it's me. But uh, no, no, no. <laughs> but I'll, um, I'll die alone in the desert by camp. No, no, no. But like, but eventually I did. You know, I, I did change my mind, and I was like, okay, if I'm ever gonna date somebody, it's gonna be in the business because there's no way, there's no way that somebody who's not into this or at least understands the the world is going to um, understand my take on it and why I'm doing it. So that's why there's a there's a whole lot more coming on that. But for for now. Um, thank you so much, Rick, Rick for coming yes, to visit. I, I am and single, yes. and, if, and if you want to, uh, you know. <laughs> Rick is single, ladies and <laughs> gentlemen. 
Um, but Rick is also one of the nicest guys I know, one of my best friends. Uh, and like I said, he runs one of the, uh, the best websites out there. Uh, if you like any sort of female makes combat and you like ring settings and just really awesome girls and good direction and good choreography, I mean, it, it doesn't get much better. Uh, it's femwrestlingrooms.com. Uh, you also have a couple of cliff sale stores. Uh, one of them is called Mixed Wrestling Fantasies okay. dot com and Fem Wrestling or Sexy Fem Wrestling. And for the male male stuff, is it? It's called Erotic Male Wrestling. Erotic Male Wrestling under the Gay Wrestling tab. And that's all under Cliffs for Sale. Yeah. Okay, so just look it up on the search and uh, and you'll find it. Uh, there's something for everybody, and um, <laughs> we will and see you. And then some. And then some. And then we will. Uh, for now, we'll say goodbye. And we will see you guys next time. Night. Adios. Bye-bye.